Yay! How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. How you doing? I'm having a great day. Oh, good. Doing really well. What'd you do? Well, I'm getting to talk to you. Aw. Uh, no. Aw. Um, no, I got my student loans, or my tax return back that my student nice. loans took, which is like $5,400. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I had kids, you know. It's my, last oh, that is nice. it's my last return with my children. I have this big zit on my face, and I'm going to try not to focus on it. Um, oh, I didn't even notice it. I know. I just feel the need to point it out. I was thinking how jealous I am that you get to have a beard. It does help, yeah. It yeah. covers up. Zit. This is all pimples underneath this, yeah. This, this, this here. Oh, yeah. I have, like, I've started to try to learn contouring just to hide it. I've never is that what contouring is? It's like making shape, like changing yeah, yeah, shape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, because you see how, like, the light, like, it's shadowy here, and then the light hits it here? Well, if I yeah. make this darker, then the light doesn't hit it. So you just kind of, uh, you know, like with painting or when you're drawing somebody and you're shadowing them in. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't really wear a lot of makeup, so it's a lot, it's a process to put on sh contouring. Yeah, it seems like that's kind of a little more involved than, yeah. you know. But, you know, all this COVID money, I may just go pay someone to take care of that. <laughs> yeah, just to <laughs> get that removed or something. Yeah, I've never had so much money in my life. It's nice. I kind of feel make, bad. But I know. I, I'm making more money than I was before this. It's weird. Yeah, because, I mean, well, once Kansas gets it all going, like right now I make like seven forty-eight a week after taxes. That's the take home. Wow. And then Kansas will be like another 300 So I'm going to make like $1,000 a week take home because I'm having to keep taxes out. That's awesome. So like the end of July at least, and after that it's gonna be like four hundred, and then I'm gonna milk that shit for as long as I can drag it out. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. I'll look for a job. But. Right, you'll look. You just won't find it. Yeah. Well, and I don't. I think they're doing another, or at least they're trying to do another um, stimulus. So. Yeah, I'm like, good for you. I um, I'm not selling this story to brag, but I had an emotional experience at Walmart when I cashed mm -hmm. my checks. I tried to go to the bank to cash it, but Wells Fargo, it's like a second chance checking. And I know it's a check from the treasury, but I was like, are they going to want to put a hold on it? I need the money. It's my money and I want it now, you know? Yeah. And there was a long ass line at the bank. It was outside and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go cash it at Walmart. It's a lot of cash though, dude. And so the lady yeah. that was cashing it, like she was really good, very efficient. Took her a while. Obviously she got in real close with me. I mean, we had masks on, but she got in real close with me to count it quietly. Um, right. So I gave her a hundred dollar bill and she was just like, really? I was like, can you take cash? She's like, I was like, here you go. She's like, really? You thought I handed her a thousand bucks. She got teary eyed. I was all emotional. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a lot of money to her. I mean, a hundred bucks is a lot of money to me if someone just gives me a hundred fucking dollars. Oh, yeah. I would have. I would have cried. Yeah. You're like, hey, come give me you got some hundreds there. Come give me a hundred. I have so much cash, dude. I. That's nice. I've never. I was going to go shopping at Walmart, but I was like, fuck no. I'm going to get home. I'm going to put this in my fanny pack. 
I'm gonna book it on yeah. the bar. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> you got you got it all ready to go. I don't even know. I'm going to buy a bus today. A bus? Yeah, like um not a short bus, like school bus, but like a handicapped bus. That yeah. you know, like senior citizens' homes have and stuff, the box here. Oh, okay. And uh, all the seats are already out, but- Are you gonna uh, live in it or? Huh, yeah, I'm gonna live in it. I'm gonna go back to Kansas. Uh, my lease is up here in June and they're gonna move in one of their sisters and I'm gonna go back to Kansas and park it at my friend Lynette's house and she's gonna help me fix it up. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just gonna live in it. I don't know, we'll see how long I can stand it. I might end up finding a roommate situation again, but. No, that sounds fun though. Yeah, no. It, like it. Go on. Oh, sorry, what? It's been like three years in the making. This plan. Yeah. Cause it well, is it like? Can it drive? Oh yeah. So that's pretty cool. You could like go wherever you want, really. Yeah, and it's been really well taken care of. And they have the maintenance records, and it's got a lot of miles on it, but it's only two thousand dollars. And I was like, you know, worst case, if it does break down, I can get it towed somewhere and live in it. <laughs> right. And that's not like it's just two thousand straight across. Yeah, the seats are that's already nice. out. It's got like three hundred thousand miles, but um, those things, if they're well maintained, can go up to like four hundred thousand five easy. Yeah, that's um, not so bad. So, I mean, even if I only get a year out of it for two thousand dollars, and then maybe in a year get a better, you know, trade up. It's like a starter home. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't want to get. Actually pretty Sorry, I'll let you talk. You can talk. Oh, no, 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 I was done. You didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> you were done. You didn't get to even say anything. Oh, I was just saying that's cool. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'd want, I'd do that. Yeah, man. It's fucking, um, I was going to buy an RV, but... I don't want to deal with all the systems that are already in place in the RV and I don't really need all that cabinetry. I want to build it out for myself. Right. Preferably with stuff I get for free or real cheap. Cause people are always giving shit away. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you keep an eye open, you can find some good stuff. Yeah. And I'll probably find it in Kansas cause I'm afraid of bed bugs here. Not that they don't have them there, but it's like a big thing here. Huh? It seems like it's a big thing here. Big I've thing. never experienced it anywhere else. Well, it's because, you know, just all the people being compacted together in the old buildings, it's hard to, they're fucking hard to kill. They can live for a year yeah. with digging. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Without sucking your blood. Yeah. I had a mind. Wait, so are so are you done? Are you just done with Denver then? You're just going for a, just a. I'm just going because I don't I don't have anywhere to park it here and work on it. Oh, okay. You know, I can't just park in a Planet Fitness parking lot and install solar panels on the top of my van and you know. Yeah, they might they might get weird about that. Yeah, I I I, I uh, went and pet petted petted. Petted, is that the right word? I went to pet Jason Gerber. You know who he is? I think that's how you say his last name. But you pet Jason Gerber? Oh, I pet his dog. I'm really high. Oh. <laughs> I pet his dog. I did not touch him. We stayed six okay. apart. 
I petted his yeah. dog. Um, and he's got a really, like, a good place. I could have parked it, but he won't let me. So I get it. It's fine. Oh. Where does he live? Like He lives, like, across from um, that shitty amusement park. Oh, he lives out there? Yeah. Oh. So his house is, like, super nice. He's, like, a fucking adult, dude. Like yeah. That's lighting and a fucking he's there for four years and you can't even tell that wow. it's just so clean. It's very you know, like a nice place you want to visit, but I couldn't live there. You know what I mean? Not that it matters. Yeah. I was gonna live in my van in his because it, it's in the alley. He's got anyway. Right. Fine. I understand, Jason, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> No, my friend Lynette wants to help me anyway, and I'm trying to work on her to abandon her life like I did. Yeah. Try comedy. That'd be good. Yeah, she's funny. So what have you been up to, man? Um, pretty much nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, playing, playing PS4. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. You have roommates, right? Uh, I have one, but he's moving out pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so I think I have, like, the whole apartment to myself for, like, a month or something. Because my, my rent is up at the end of June. Oh, okay. Yeah. I might move. No, don't leave. <laughs> I know. I haven't figured it out yet. Move, figured it out yet. Move buildings or move cities? Um, possibly both. Well, one. I don't know. Hmm. One would be both. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's I know true. Hostway's looking for a roommate in August. Not that that helps. Who is? Hostway. Oh, Flores. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know him super well. I don't either, but I don't talk to my roommates as it is. Yeah, I don't really either. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think they have parties and stuff, though. It might be fun uh, for a minute. but um, Yeah, for a minute. Where would you go? Where would you move to? Why would you leave? Don't leave. I don't know. I'm thinking <laughs> my buddy Joe is, uh, is wanting to move out, too. So we're going to move someplace. So I'm not sure though. I was looking, I was just like looking at different stuff. Like, cause I come from Washington and Seattle's ridiculously expensive. Oh yeah. There's nowhere so, else to be for comedy, Jonathan. That's true. This is the only There's, place where comedy happens. For you, it's not the only place where comedy happens. I'm just saying that it's the place where you belong. Cause it's the best one. There is some cool stuff. And you're super Apparently. What? And you're super funny. Aw, thank you. Don't make me sad well, if you move away. Huh? Don't make me sad if you move away. <laughs> well, I still haven't figured it out yet. So yeah. I've been looking at everything. Yeah. We were looking at New York. Apparently, like, that's the cheapest it's ever been because of all the, you know, people dying and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um... I guess that's an option. I don't know. My bus is going to have as much square feet as a friend I 
like their studio apartment they have in New York. And oh, wow. And they're paying like 2,500 a month. I mean, it's probably got a hundred square feet maybe, but it's real tall. You know, there's like two, feet. Yeah. it's like 10 foot, like oh, okay. eight foot maybe ceiling. So do they count that in the square footage? No, it's just floor space. Oh, okay. But okay, if you're talking say. about a van, it does count. I mean, it matters because I could, I could put my bed up four feet and still be able to sleep in it and sit up in it. True. Under it. That's... Well, I was wondering because because you start doing comedy in what was it like Kansas City or was it where Wichita. was it exactly? Wichita. Wichita. So what what how does that comedy scene differ from this one was there even a comedy scene there is a comedy scene i have been barred by my brother from talking badly about wichita's comedy scene i can talk about <laughs> wichita my brother is a comedian who is still in wichita and is not going anywhere anytime soon um okay yeah so I don't particularly have uh, one single friend in the comedy scene there. Yeah. Um, real Well, there's not a lot of actual comedians that are trying to be comedians there to begin with. Um, More a, like a just fun thing. Yeah, a bunch of hobbyists that think they're special. Um, yeah. But I mean, we have put on, my brother has a monthly show at, well he did, this is like obviously pre world ending, but he has a monthly show at the Looney bin and he has a, a monthly show at a brewery um, that actually pays him money, which mm. is like unheard of um, there. And the scene yeah, is not very old, maybe seven, eight years old. Oh, okay. So it's pretty fresh. Yeah. Yeah. The kids just got it going, you know, a few years ago, like, yeah maybe six years ago, something like that, six or seven. Hmm. But um, it's just the, there's not the audience like there is here in Denver. That's the yeah. thing I've noticed about Denver is like there's other scenes that are big and they have a lot of mics and they have a lot of, you know, maybe they have a lot of regular showcases, but I think we have more. Because you have you, Helen is funny.com, the comics corner. I don't know if you've heard it if you've seen that, but I like have all the showcases and um, links to their sites if they have them, but like for the whole country, it's not up to date, obviously at this point. Oh, but, wow. Um, and all the comedy festivals. And I can say that Denver probably has the most consistent regular shows of anywhere. Oh, wow. Um, you know, besides like LA, but Mo there's a lot of mics in LA, but you know, then there's your bigger fish. Yeah. And I was yeah. And from what I've heard, like a lot of the LA mics is a lot, a lot of like, it's just comics. Yeah. Like there's, yeah, there's not a lot of audience. Um, Cause there's so much, yeah, that that's hard, but there's the, the Denver, they love all DIY comedy here. And yeah. um, that's the kind of comedy I like. I like to perform, not that I don't like clubs. I love comedy works anyway. Yeah. When I say I don't like comedy clubs or I talk shit on comedy clubs, comedy works is not included in that. 
or anybody at that kind of level is not included in that. How many works great? Yeah. There's maybe what four in the entire country, five that are like, and you can say it and they're like, oh yeah, the comedy seller. You know what I mean? Like it, they're. Yeah, that are, right, yeah. I'm talking about like the Looney Bin and the Funny Bone and. Yeah. I have no desire to perform at those places for those crowds. They're not my people. Really? They're not, not my a good, crowds. Yeah. yeah, and that makes it tough. Yeah. Yeah, you, you make a Karen yeah. joke and half the people are mad because they're Karen. And then the other half are laughing at their friend Karen, you know. Right. Yeah, that makes it tough. Wichita loves ventriloquist and yeah. puppets and guitars. I was telling Anthony mm. for them at Comedy Lounge, I was like, they would love you in Wichita. Or all the Looney Bins would love you because you're you're you sing. And you have a guitar. Yeah. They would love it. They'd just be all about that. They're easily distressed because they eat too much sugar yeah. and carbs. So it's like, oh. mm. Just kind of everywhere, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I've never been to Wichita. <laughs> Why would you? Um, no, yeah, I, <laughs> we have brought comedians through there. Like Mo Alexander, I brought through there like three times because he's driving, passing through anyway, two or three times. I think I was supposed to a third and then I moved away and it didn't happen. The bar closed or something. Um, Allison and Zeke, at least two times, maybe three, because she, oh, wow. she's got family there. And when she would come home, she'd be like, hey, and I'd put a show together for her. But you don't, there wasn't like regular yeah. shows. You would just like, they would be like, hey, I'm going to be coming through Wichita in a month or whatever. And you you have like five available venues, tops, and you'd ask those venues. Right. And if they, when I was available, you had a show, you know? And so some venues. But it's not go off here. Hmm. But there's just not the audience to support a regular show. How big is Wichita? Is it big? Um, I think Wichita proper is like 350,000. And if you include all the little towns that kind of are the same, I think it's maybe half a million, 600,000. Okay. But so, yeah. Here's an example. Like I had a show, a monthly show at the Looney Bin Art of Female Comedy Showcase, you know, before I did the festival. Mm -hmm. And two women up front picked it up and was like, Art of Comedy, that sounds hoity-toity. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a very strong hipster scene, but... I'm not really really their comic. I mean, for Wichita. Yeah, you're not a hipster. No. Um, I mean, I can tell jokes to hipsters that make them laugh, but I'm not ironic or, um, you know, satirical. But right, or super referential or something like that. Yeah. Referential? What's that? Or like, you know, where it's all like just referencing like old things, like from like, oh. you guys remember G.I. Joe? That kind yeah, of shit, yeah. I have a joke where I mentioned Howard Hughes. 
And that's a good gauge of the intelligence. I got Yeah, when my kids yeah. leader, the ghost of Howard Hughes. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they don't get it. And then I make fun of them. Yeah. I'm like, the aviator. Oh, nice. Howard Hughes. The aviator. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, the spruce, was it spruce goose or spruce moose or something like that? Spruce moose? Oh, the... Yeah, I think that was his plane. I don't remember. Yeah. Is either spruce goose or spruce moose? I can't remember. I just remember him locking himself in the theater, pissing in jars. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that, too. We had the ghost to Howard. It's the best part. Yeah. I don't even... I really hope that I don't get a manic phase when I have a what phase manic. Oh, because I have all this money. Yeah. Oh, and you're just going like, yeah, that is dangerous. Yeah. Especially when you got it like all in your hands like that. Like it's actually so much harder in the bank because I'll shop online at 3 a.m. when I can't sleep, but I'm up all night. Oh yeah! I need this, and I need this. I deserve. Yeah, oh yeah, I must have this. I try to like avoid that because I'll do that where I'll just like you can kind of blind spend, you know. You're like, oh, I don't see, I don't know how much I'm spending, really. Like, and then when you finally like look at your bank account, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, it's like, well, it's like when you're like super hungry and you eat and you eat too fast and you eat so much food. When I, you know, I'm not used to having this kind of money uh, at once or rolling yeah. in every other week. So, well, I mean, I used to have this kind of money rolling in every other week in a job. Um, so that's not right. true. Did you say really? Yeah, I was in the- No, no, I said, I said. I thought you were like, really? Like you? No. Um, you? Mm, no. <laughs> I was in, I had jobs. I was in the corporate world. I had kids I had to raise. I've lived many lives, Jonathan. Well, well, what did you do? I was an HR manager, and I did payroll, and I'm an accounts payable. Okay. Office manager. Mm-hmm. I, I managed a small um, staffing agency for a little while. Like I had nice clothes I wore to work. And... Oh, nice. Yeah. For like, I'd yeah. say 15 years, 10 years before that, I waited tables, but. See, I, yeah, that's more what I've done. I've never really had like a corporate job. Well, I wouldn't have if I had my kids. That's the only reason I cared. It's the only reason I have my degrees and what they're in. I was like, what can I get degrees yeah. so I can make more money to take care of these fucking kids? Yeah, they're so expensive. Well, and if you if you're gonna yes. do the right they are, if you're a shitty parent, it actually doesn't have to be too bad. That's true. My dad, like, he didn't pay much at all, so no. he lucked out. Shove them in a fucking large closet and um Yeah. That's your room and you get nothing yeah. besides bare minimum food and clothing that I got for free. So yeah, you can you can live pretty cheap if you need to. I mean, I didn't always have, yeah. there, were, there were lean times when they were little, diapers and shit. Right. 
but now they're grown. Yeah. You know, like I owed my 21 year old daughter 600 bucks. I mean, I pay her back just now, but yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know. How, how many kids do you have? Two, three, four. 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 Is 21 the oldest? No, 23. Actually, I have a one, a two. No, I have a uno, a dos, a three, and a four because the girls are half Hispanic. Oh. <laughs> that is a stupid joke. I just thought. <laughs> I thought maybe I thought maybe you just didn't know the Spanish for three and four. <laughs> no, I just said uno, dos, cuatro, cinco. No, uno, dos. I'm too high to do it. <laughs> yeah, where I trace, just did it. Yeah, trace, watch this. Where I just did it. Um, <laughs> I yeah, believe. Trey, they're 23, 21, 19, and 18. I'm 42. Okay, so they're all they're all grown ups now. Yeah, that's why Definitely. like it's weird hanging out with comedians because a lot of them aren't that much older than my children, or are my children's ages. Yeah. Yeah. How must be weird. Like 30? Uh, I'm almost 31. Yeah. You're a... Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm 31. I, you're like middle-aged comic. And I'm like a senior comic. Just it's weird. Yeah, there is a lot of like just young people. But I wonder how many of them just kind of like fizzle out. Oh, you know? I've watched over the years the... These the last four years, I've watched what I call the classes of Denver comedy, you know, like junior, freshman, junior, yeah. sophomore. and uh, that's one reason I, I had to move when I did, because I could tell there was a shift in the scene. Um, I could tell mm -hmm. people, some people were moving off or quitting, you know, they were, they were either moving off to LA or New York or something, or they were fizzling out, because um, they'd outgrown Denver, and a lot of them went there and came back or whatever, but you know, there's like a shift in the scene. And so like the people that are now, I want to, I don't want to say running the scene because it's not like we run the scene, but you know, they're producing the shows and stuff like that. They've all been doing comedy yeah. a little bit longer than me. You know, maybe they've been doing it maybe two years longer than me, three years longer mm -hmm. than me. Um, but anybody that's been doing it longer than that is usually not producing anymore. Um, so, oh, wow. yeah. So like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I was just starting my junior year in Denver comedy, and now it's kind of put on hold with the COVID shit. But right. But like seniors to me would be like Megan and yeah, Lee and um, you know, I don't know all those people. <laughs> right, all the people who are kind of like yeah, running the shows and stuff. Yeah. And it's not even about how much you're producing. It's about how long have you been doing comedy mixed with a lot of other factors. Like Christy Bukley is like, like in graduate school and like mm -hmm. John Novastat got his PhD and now he's just like chilling, you know? In yeah. Yeah. I can tell he's been around for sure. Yeah. These are just like degrees in Denver comedy. Cause you can always go off to grad school or get your PhD in another scene, you know? I got my associate yeah. in Wichita C and then I came to Denver and uh, So you were like basically in like running star kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I came out here like two months in uh, to comedy maybe. I think it was like 40 something days. 
Oh, wow. I came out here and did mics. Um, because I knew that I was so much funnier than most of the people in Wichita, but I knew that didn't really mean anything. And so right. I was really going to dedicate myself. I was like, I'm going to go to Denver. And if I'm funny in Denver, I'm fine. I can keep, I'll, I'll, I'll dive headfirst into this shit. Um, okay. So you I came, came and like visited? I came and visited in like May of 2016. Late oh, okay. Well, I came for like 420, but I didn't go to any of the 420 stuff. That's right. And I started March 16th. So I was like 34 days in. Um, my brother and my friend Eli, who was a comedian, he, they were coming and doing the whole 420 thing. I, I have friends here from when I lived here before. So I was just hanging out with them and doing my yeah. stuff um, on my own. And yeah, we did, uh, I did some mics and it went really well. And I actually won, you know, the mic that used to be in like the brewery back where they have the tanks you know I'm talking about. I don't think so. Oh, that was before you were here. I keep forgetting you haven't been here that long. Anyway, it was like a fuck, like a contest to see, you know, um, you got a $20 tab or something like that. And it was, yeah. it was Kira that was doing it. And I love her and I respect her so much. Mm -hmm. And I won. And I was like, okay, let's do this. That was all yeah. the information I needed. Yeah, that's a good element for sure. Yeah. And so I was just fucking slowly just tore my whole life down and rebuilt it. I got divorced. Wow. I quit my job. I got divorced. I sent the children to their dads. They're 17, 18 at the time. So, yeah. Right. So it wasn't like, it was like, bye. Bye. And I raised them alone the rest of the time. So, yeah. Now I feel bad because you just let me talk and then I just will. Oh, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I've always been kind of like that where I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, it's kind of like the, the well, listener guy. I listened to your podcast that you did with that Dan O guy. You talked a lot. Oh, yeah. I didn't listen to the whole second half, just the first. But the, oh, what's the first? The second half, you started talking about comedy and stuff and like, I don't know, comedy influences and all that shit and it's not that I don't care, but it's like, I guess I don't care yeah. who you're, it, it wasn't interesting to me, like, who your comedy influences are. I, I know that sounds shitty. Right. I'm not in my mouth, but, you know, to sit there and just sit on my bed and listen to you talk about that, like, just my headphones and not be able, you know what I mean? Like, if we were having a conversation about it, it would be fine. Right. Trying not to sound like an asshole, because, anyway... But the first one was so interesting. Okay. That was the one that was like the, about depression and stuff, right? About the OCD and depression and stuff like that. And yeah, that was that was interesting. And you were talking about like OCD thoughts. Um, mm -hmm. Because like people always think about OCD behaviors and stuff. But mine is not. Mine is not. I don't have any behaviors that anyone can tell. It's all happening in my head. Oh, is that, I think that might be like considered pure OCD or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. My, my, I would say my therapist, I've gone to a therapist like once or twice, like two or three therapists mm -hmm. over the years. And one of them at one point in time said it's basically like OCD thoughts. And I was just like, oh, but you don't have the actions. Like I have to, 
dunk my Oreo cookies 13 times and right. I, mean, I guess that is an action, but I don't feel like anybody's going to die or anything if it doesn't happen. Uh-huh. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's an anxiety thing. It's like you feel off. So you have to, yeah. Kind of like, yeah. But for me, it's most. Is there a lot of like compulsive. Compulsive what? But like sometimes people who have like mostly the, the thought part, they'll do like thought compulsions. Like they'll do like counting in their head or they'll do yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, there's not as much as there used to be. I think my meds are helping. Things, but like not physical. Yeah. I think there used to be a lot more. Now the problem is my you're like cut now. Oh, sorry. There we go. What were you saying? Oh, I was just saying that there's different like levels too, where there's people that can kind of like with treatment or with medication or whatever can kind of like more or less stop it. Yeah. And then there's like the people that are like, it's a little more. Yeah. I wouldn't say that it's ever really outwardly affected my life in any way that anyone else could tell other than I'm just going crazy in my own head, but I'm really good at hiding. Yeah. I'm really, really good at hiding it. Um, but my mind, my thing is my mind will latch onto a thought and, uh, it won't, I can't get it out of my head. So yeah. I, yeah. No, that's part of it. Can't get it out of my head. If there was that's definitely I part of it. Cause like, sorry, what? No, you go on. Cause I've heard it like described as like, uh, like sticky thoughts or whatever. Like people, like almost everybody has like the same types of thoughts. But, like, most people are just like, oh, that's a weird thought. And they just, like, let it go. But, like, an OCD brain, it, like, sticks to that thought and keeps, like, looping it around and around. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And then, like, because I, you know, I'll read a lot of things or I watch, like, a TED Talk and they're talking about it. And they're saying, like, they're like, yeah, because you start thinking about it. And then the fact that you're thinking so much about it, you're like, well, that's got, that means something. Because why am I thinking about this so much if it's not a problem? And then, yeah, it's kind of like spirals. Yeah, I spiral. I like into the world movies. I have to be careful what mood I'm in when I watch them. Like um, mm-hmm. Independence Day with Will Smith. Oh, yeah. The scene when she's yeah. in the tunnel with her kid and her dog. And she saves him at the mm-hmm. last second. But I had like four kids and four dogs. I couldn't save all of them. I wouldn't be able to save all of them. Oh, and so gosh. that just like loops around in my head, you know, and yeah. I'll, I'll be perfectly fine and somebody will almost hit me while I'm driving on the highway. And they're like, whoa, we're into my lane. And then I start thinking about how, what would happen yeah. in my lane. And then I'll make myself cry thinking about my own death and how sad my kids would be. My poor mother. Right. Right, because you go on this whole, I, I do stuff like that too, where it's like, or like you can like kind of like talk yourself out of something because you can think of every bad like outcome and stuff like that. Yeah. When all really the like, shit got shut down, like March 16th, 
that next week after I spiraled really bad. It was when like Denver like really shut everything down. And I was concerned because my kids and my mom and everybody's in Wichita. I did not want to go back to Wichita because I'm terrified I won't be able to leave again and I'll be trapped there for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I'll get really, really, really fat. Um, because why, <laughs> why not? Um, yeah, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And uh, just be that really fat grandma that can't get up and chase you around, but she's real comfortable to sit on, you know? Um, <laughs> Jesus, maybe I'll just devote my life to Jesus again and give up, you know? Anyway. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? Uh, I don't oh, the first week after the whole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I spun out. Thank you. You are. Mm-hmm. Um. So I didn't know what to do. I was like, should I go back? Should I not? I was afraid if they shut things, like if something really bad happened and they really shut some shit down, I wouldn't be able to get back to my kids. Um, yeah. My mom, and then if one of them got sick, I'd want to take care of them. And my mom's like, well, if they get sick and have to go to the hospital, you can't go see them anyway. And I'm like, oh, God, that's true. And then, um, so I called. I don't talk to my oldest daughter. Um, she's in mm-hmm. Reno. Well, I messaged her to make sure she was okay, but I don't like, we're not, yeah, we have a falling out. But that's, a long, that's a long, sad story. I'm, so, I'm kind of tired of talking about it because I've been doing these art of comedy podcasts. Yeah. And we're talking about trauma and shit. And I'm just like, whew, tired of telling that story. But anyway, so I called the three younger ones. My 21-year-old daughter was like, mom, you do whatever you want to do. I, you know, I don't need you here. I'd love to see you, of course, but you do whatever makes you happy. And then my mm-hmm. ni- my 19-year-old son said the same thing, except he said it kind of like, like he really did want to be like, mommy, come home. I'm scared. But he was like, no, you. <laughs> do what makes you happy mom you know and um, yeah my youngest child who's 18 uh i text i called them they rejected my call and then text me what w-a-t 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 what what that's how they say what um, it's like, all right, we're good, yeah. Yeah, and I just texted them back. I was like, uh, never mind. I got all the information I need. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you. I'm staying here. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, kid. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> they my mom's like, they wouldn't do it for you. They wouldn't go back. They wouldn't, they wouldn't move to Denver to be with you or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, when you, well, when they put it that way, yeah. It's kind of like, well, all right, I guess they're fine. Because... They have girlfriends and boyfriends, and they're all in love and shit. Good for them. Um, oh, yeah. That must be nice. Well, and my mom is like, I was like, I don't care, Mom. I'm going to travel to wherever they're letting me do comedy. I'll fucking do it. I don't give a shit. She's like, is it really worth the risk, Helen, to risk your life? And I was like, look, comedy's the love of my life. So imagine back when you and Dad were first married. You know, it's the peak of your love. Before you had children... And, uh, you know, where you couldn't live without them. And they told you that you had to stay away from them for a year because maybe you might kind of, we don't know, maybe give him a disease or a virus that might, maybe, we don't know, it could kill him. Would you stay away from him a year <laughs> with no kids? And she's like, no. I'm like, exactly. Let me stay yeah. away from the love of my life for a year? No. 
I mean, I'm, me and comedy have been hanging out online a little, you know, but it's just not the same. Yeah. Have you been doing the, like, Zoom mic. open mic stuff? I did one Zoom mic. My friend, well, my friend in o- uh, Obama, Omaha, mm-hmm. one at the back line. And I know she'll put me up early. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and then I did Billy Joe's show. I got 20 minutes, and it, it was a little was rough. No, it was a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago. I don't know. I went to Denver for two weeks. It was probably a month ago. I mean, I went to Wichita for two weeks, and I've been back a week. Time means nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, all over the place. Time time, time means nothing. I'm, I don't even, I don't, there's different time zones. And I, I, time means nothing. But, um, yeah. And I did, it, it was a little rough getting into it. I just kind of started talking about some stuff I've been thinking about. But then it, it worked its way into material, into my material. Was there a crowd? Um, yeah, there were people, I mean, there were, you know, the comedians, obviously, and then there were maybe, there's been like maybe eight to 10 people, but, hmm. and, and they are unmuted, so you can hear them laugh, and then you can see them laugh, and, um, I mean, it was, it was good, it was better than I thought it was going to be, I thought, this is the stupidest thing ever, honestly, but. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why I've kind of like not done it yet. It was weren't you on the late night show, the not late show or something? Oh, Grambo's one. No, I wasn't on that. I thought you were on that. Have you done that? No, but it not a lot of women do. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought maybe you seem like somebody to have on there. He like he might have asked me, but I was like asleep or something. Uh, I don't know. It stresses me out. Like the idea of doing like a video chat thing, like yeah, especially I mean, like an I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're just using your phone. And yeah, but you have other comedic talents and you have music stand-ups all true. i have that's it yeah straight stand-up is hard to do in that kind of a situation i feel yeah yeah although i'm getting it's a, hard to get a feel for the crowd i'm getting a cello today mm-hmm. which is i'm getting a cello delivered today like a student one like a cheap oh, one sweet um to see if i can that's awesome teach yeah. I knew how to play the cello in seventh grade and I was really good at it and I really regret quitting. Not follow. Oh, yeah. But I was I have a friend who plays cello. I love the cello. It's cool. Because you can play it by itself. Yeah. Maybe. And then yeah. maybe if I get good enough I can I can do some stuff with Sarah Hay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the cool thing is like if you can incorporate it into comedy stuff, like there's people who play guitar and do comedy, but there's not like really cello comedy, so that'd be kind of cool. Really? Yeah. I don't think that'd be like sticky, like a shtick, like a prop. I'm already. Mm. Yeah, it could be pretty sticky, honestly. It could be a little. It could be a little bit gimmicky for sure. Yeah, depending. it could be a really good bit. Yeah. 
Or if you were just like really like sh- shredding the cello and like just kind of like doing like stuff over it, but yeah, no, it would be because then it would be like, why? Like, yeah, no, it's got to be a purpose. Yeah, it'd have to be a funny song. It'd be the only. Yeah. I'm not a singer, man. Um, I don't sing that badly in my home, but I can't sing in front of people. I don't do the karaoke. Yeah. Uh-uh. I don't like doing karaoke. I only did karaoke when I used to drink a lot. Yeah. I still, I wouldn't do it still, though. Yeah. I still got, I was still too nervous. But That's why I don't drink. I was, like, wasted. So. That's why I don't drink, because. Really? Yeah. Drinking, I mean, I once sang a Taylor Swift song to a man, and I was wearing a dress. Well, I did it. It was probably the most disgusting thing I've ever done in my life. I have so much shame. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, it's a weird thing. Love can make you do crazy things, like drink a bunch of vodka every day, you know? Yeah. How long have you not drank for? Um, I mean, I still drink, but I'm not a drinker. I think the last time I was drunk was like last October and it was not, did not end well. I was angry when I got drunk, which was not a good idea. And then I got emotional and, um, not, thankfully no one really saw the emotions. I was able to keep it. Yeah. But in my car, I cried and puked all over myself. Oh, that's a bad combo. Oh, yeah. And I had eaten that's onion, not a great combo. onion rings from Burger King. And then I oh, had gosh. Yeah. <laughs> in it all night. It was bad. It was, it was, it was a, but yeah. it, what I do is like twice a year, I just get like really fucking drunk. And then I just completely lose my shit and cry a whole bunch and just fucking really just let it all out. And then I'm good, you know? Right. Yeah, when you wake up, you're like, mm, got that out of my system. Blood of pill, blood of pill. Basically, if I'm like, right. I need a drink, I know that I should not have a drink because I won't stop it. Mm. Once I have two or three, I'll just. See, that's how I am, where I'll think about it. Like, oh, maybe I'll just have a drink. But like, I know I'm not going to just like, drink a beer and then be like, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I have if it. If I drink a beer, I'm going to drink. Yeah, I mean, I have it mics or stuff, bought a beer. Like, oh, beer sounds good. I'll get that. But if I'm thinking like, God, I need a drink, that that's when I don't. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of self Yeah. So. That's good. About well, I like, I, what? I have a lot of self-control about most substances. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm taking like a little break. Like tomorrow will be four weeks or something like that without drinking. Yeah. So. I mean, I bought yeah. a six pack like a month ago, and it took me like all weekend to drink it. Um. I'm That's a, pretty good. I'm a social drinker. I want to hang out and drink. I don't want to drink by myself. Um, yeah. See, I'm I'm, not, uh, I'm the opposite. Yeah. Which is bad. So. 
But I was, I was getting to, just like because of the quarantine, I was getting to the point where I was like, well, I'm bored. So I guess I'll just get like fucked up. And then, yeah, it just was, it was kind of like coming a little bit of a saying. And I was like, well, maybe I'll take a little breather. Yeah, I just um, uh, have taken a lot of marijuana. Um, yes, yes. I think I ate me as well. Yesterday, plus I had my dad pin. Which is twice. You ate how much? What? Four edibles, like throughout the day. Yesterday. Oh, like four ten milligrams. Yeah, but usually, I mean, I would take like one a day, and then it was two a day. But last night I took two at once because I was like, I want to be fucked up. It can be fun. Yeah, I want to just be so high that I can't even focus looking on my phone, and I'm just like, woo. Yeah. Yeah, I drank like a hundred milligram drink the other night, and it was it was a little bit much. I'd be in the hospital. It was like, yeah, it was a little like I I kind of drank it in two little, you know, installments, but I was still getting a little bit freaked out. I was like, is my throat closing up? Like that kind of a thing. But I had to keep just reminding myself, it's like, no, it's okay. I'm not gonna die. Yeah. Well, after like when I was spinning out, and I I decided I was gonna stay here, but you know, I was still spinning out. I started like um, right. just texting my family in our group chat about mm. like what I want done with like my plans for if I die and <laughs> who gets oh, to make decisions to take me off of life support. Cause I don't have a spouse. I don't have anybody, you know, they're my mom or my, my kids or somebody are going to have to make that decision. And so I'm like, who do I yeah. trust to make the decision without being emotional about it? And, and because my wishes are to just pull, like, don't, like, keep me on a ventilator for a week. But if it's more than a week, take me off. I don't want to live with the consequences of it if I survive it. I'm already, I already oh, yeah. know. It's like brain Yeah, or like you lose lung capacity and, um, yeah, it weakens your heart. And I already have issues with all of that anyway. Mm-hmm. So just, if I, yeah, just don't. And so, you know, shit like that. And my brother... I was texting my brother outside of it because I wanted to make sure he was cool with me stating that he's the one that gets to make the decision. Cause I think my mom would be too emotional and so will my children. So yeah, that'd be hard. So I was like, you're the one that gets to decide. And he's like, Jeez, yeah, great. And, um, yeah. And then he's like, are you too, are you, are you too high? And I was like, well, I'm high, but that's beside the point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> These are things that have to be talked about. <laughs> like, right. People need to know. My body's going to the, well, right now it's set up to go to the University of Tennessee body pond, but now there's one here and I need to redo the paperwork to get it here. Oh, that'd be cool. I've heard about the body farm. Yeah. Yeah. I wish That's they pretty took neat. Requests. If they took requests on like how you wanted your body. Like, oh yeah. I'm seeing. I don't want to just be laid out there and then look at me. I want to be like um, stuck to a tree with a railroad stake, you know, just right through the middle. Oh, that'd be cool. Like naked, like right through the middle of my bruise. And my friends, yeah. like, he would slide off eventually. I'd be like, cool, maybe it would go like screwed up my head. Probably not. I think the skull would like. Oh, maybe. I don't know. You might stay up there. I don't and know how that would work. That would make when my body slides off, just squelch. 
that would be messed up. Yeah, if it started to kind of go up through your face, yeah. and like you had like a little unicorn horn sticking out, that'd be cool. Yeah. Just like yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. They don't take requests, so. No, I don't think so. No. No, I asked. <laughs> they don't. Did you ask? Yeah, I did ask them to do that specifically, but I asked if they take requests, and when they said no, I was like, okay, cool. I didn't <laughs> yeah, you didn't tell them just just for fun. Yeah, I just don't want to be in a trunk or anything. I don't like that. I want them to. But the thing is, is like you continue to get attention after you're dead. Like they come out every day, and you're like specimen, blah blah blah, and they look at the bugs and they fucking learn how to catch murderers and tell time of death, and um, they can they've taken yes. bodies and put them in specific situations to see if to figure out time of death to help establish you know take somebody's alibi out and catch murderers so yeah that's pretty cool might as well do something with this meat bag when i'm gone yeah catch some murderers that's pretty cool yeah get attention still i like the thought of that yeah yeah pretty good my daughter wants my cat too so she wants the actual tattoo yeah because you can they'll take off the skin is that a thing? huh what yeah that's take, the thing they do yeah they'll take off the skin and they'll dry it like you know tanning like you do animal hide and then they'll put it in a frame and stuff so they'll basically like make beef jerky out of your tattoo kind of but you can still read it hmm they just let it dry like yeah i don't they like stretch it out. I think that would creep me out. Like, I, it is cool and it's sweet that she wants that, but it would creep me out. I couldn't. Yes. I couldn't do it. Well, she's a little. My kids are a little creepy. They're a little dark. Are they? Yeah, I don't know where they. Yeah, get. then that helps. I don't know where they get. Yeah, them, you know? it must be their dads. Huh. It's yeah, weird. it must be. Two different dads, but my kids are all dark. You know, inside. Um, weird yeah but I have I have one tattoo that says at least I got some good material and then on Friday I'm gonna go oh, see, that's good I'm gonna go see Brandy and I'm gonna get I'm good enough I'm smart enough and doggone it people like me on my other arm oh yeah and then nice no more tattoos I just it's not balanced you know it annoys me that one has it one doesn't yeah Kind of even it out a little bit. I literally had four children because I wanted an even number of kids. Yeah, you can't have three. Well, I had two girls and a boy. And I was pretty much guaranteed another boy because they just don't have girls in that family. And so I was going to have two girls and two boys and it's perfect. Yeah. I would have taken a girl and a boy, one and one, but I can't have two and one no that's but then what would have happened if you had another girl would you have had to just keep having them until you had an even number i don't know no i couldn't have because my kidneys they wouldn't have functioned for they would have it would have killed me probably to have more babies but other than that yeah i could have popped the baby out every year i should have been a mormon or a catholic or something oh yeah that would have been good i had wait do the kidneys my kidneys, yeah, I just have to, my kidneys just aren't 
Just aren't good. I've had kids too, but they, I didn't know they played a part in, in birth. Well, because you have a human inside of you, and, and when they start to get big, your organs are working for two. You're cleaning out their urine. You're cleaning out their body, too. It's functioning through the emotions. Oh. Cleaning out their blood. You're, all, you're, you're one with that baby. And so gotcha. everything you put in your body goes in their body and back out of their body and back out of your body. So right. Kids. So if it's already compromised, yeah. then yeah. 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 That's yeah. It's uh it's fucking weird, man. Being pregnant is so weird. Oh gosh, yeah, I can't imagine. I, never, I can't imagine. I never got used to it. Just seeing a little Yeah, foot, I can't Im- little toes pushing out of your body. Nope. No, thank you. It was an awful experience. I mean, I love the babies and then you forget all about it, you know, but if I had been able to just like walk into a store and be like, I want that baby and that baby, I totally would have. I didn't need it to be genetic, but I was, was the only way for me to have children was to pop them out because I was four. So. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. They're expensive the other way. Yeah. Basically buy them. Um, that's why people adopt a lot of mixed babies and stuff because they're cheaper. Really? They're like on sale? I don't know how it works, but yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because um, well, it's like half, half black, half off kind of a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, my ex and sister adopted a baby and um, they were trying, mm. you know, a healthy white baby costs like 80 to 100,000 fees and stuff. Whereas a healthy mixed baby that was African American and white got cost like 30 or 40. I don't know why it doesn't make any sense or how they justify it. I I don't know, but it's just like attorney's fees and stuff. Well, it's harder to find a healthy white baby. So you're paying somebody to find you the baby first. You know, you're an attorney or an adoption agency has right. to spend time to find you the baby. And they're, they're hard to find. There's not many. You have to go meet them. And then the mothers get to pick and choose who they want to have their baby. Um, but yeah, he's adorable. It should be the other way around, though, because biracial people are like usually the prettiest people, you know? It doesn't matter. White, mm-hmm. people want, white people want white babies, and it's mostly white people adopting. Yeah. I wouldn't care. Yeah, we're the worst. You could hand me any baby and tell me it's my baby, and I'm going to love that baby. I mean, I'm going to love it even if it isn't my baby, but you tell me that yeah, oh, yeah. it's my baby, oh, yeah. I'm going to love it as much as I love my kids. I'm like, yo, give me the baby. I have dreams about having babies. Yeah. Who was it? Yeah. Somebody knocked me up in my dream the other night. God, I should have wrote it down. Hmm. I can't get pregnant, so it doesn't really matter. But occasionally, I either have a nightmare about it or I have a dream about having a baby occasionally. Oh, wow. I can't, thank God. You like, you can't, can't? No, I don't have a uterus. Me neither pretty awesome ain't it it's it's the best i recommend I it it. For everybody to not have yeah they're a real pain in the ass 
I bet. Well, that's also like what all the, that's why like this, this, the skin is being like sloughed off. Right. Yes. The lining. That's, that's what. Yeah, the lining. Period. So I don't, I don't have a period anymore, which is the best part. That's, that's the yeah, way to go. Yeah. Well, I got my tubes tied with my last kid, but I was still always real paranoid. I'd be one of the 1.1% or whatever. And like, mm -hmm. I'm so fertile. I was like, oh, if you, Oh, that'd be scary. Yeah, that would suck. Well, if you have your tube set, can you still you still get periods? Yep. Because an egg doesn't oh. because the egg yeah, comes fuck. down through the fallopian tubes. You were educated in Iowa, huh? Was it Iowa, Wisconsin? Where are you from? <laughs> yeah. One Washington. But the, you know, it's it's one of those. The eggs come out of the fallopian tubes. I just knew it was one of those white. Uh -huh. And then they go down into the uterus, and if the egg isn't fertilized, you have a period. A woman has a period. Well. Oh, so you're like. I have. A period. You're like the blood's rinsing out the egg, basically. Yes, but if the if the egg attack is fertilized, it attaches, and then that becomes the nutrients that gets that baby going. So, mm. my uterus doesn't know that it's cut off, and my ovaries don't. Oh. They don't know. All my uterus knows, all my ovary knows is like, we put the, we put the egg out down that tube. And if it, it's not going through the other end, we don't see that, you know, that's not our job. And then the uterus is like, Hey, no egg. Okay. Blech. Yeah. So yeah. You still have a period oh. for no reason. You don't, you don't have any more babies. There's no reason. Like I still have my ovaries. So I still have hormones. There's literally no reason I needed my uterus. Uh, for the last 10 years that I had it. Oh, it's just like hanging out in there. Just hanging out in there, disconnected, but still. You Taking know, up space, yeah. Yeah. I always say they like left the administrative offices with like one person mm -hmm. in them, and then mm -hmm. they just tore down the factory. Okay. Leveled it, yeah. It's pretty fun. It's pretty great. Yeah. How big is the universe? Is it big? Do they, do they give it to you when, when you, when you, when they take it out? <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't get, they take it out in chunks, but cause they just, they put two little um, incisions here and they go in with microscopically or whatever it's called, not microscopically, but laparoscopically. Right. And then they just boop, pull it out the vagina. Oh, really? Yeah. Are they like chopped up? Yeah. Yeah, they, they go in there and they kind of cut it into chunks, like the cameras and stuff. And then they uh -huh. pull it out of the vagina. And then they uh -huh. cut out the cervix. And they sew it all uh -huh. up. So it's just a big flesh wall. Just cool. Like a human flashlight. There's nothing after the end. It's just uh -huh. nothing. Perfect. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> It is pretty dope. Um, yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might get, I mean, yeah, I haven't been having a lot of casual sex since, I mean, well, since I had it out. But yeah, well, I mean, I probably don't, oh. I probably don't use condoms as much as I should. It's always like, I'll use them like the first time I'm with somebody, mm -hmm. but then like, the second time, even if it's in the same night, it's like, fuck it. <laughs> we, I don't know. 
<laughs> You're like, well, at least I got that one in there. <laughs> tried to be responsible. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I'm not really, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not scared of that virus. I should be. But, Which know. oh I I think that pregnancy HIV now like oh yeah I'm not so I'm not scared of that one I'm so shocked that I don't have herpes um at least or I've never had a sexually transmitted disease but I deserve one it's kind of like a DUI you know like I've never gotten a DUI but I deserve so many DUIs so many that's good. I just haven't thought, so I should probably. I just decided keep, I, keep. I don't. I should stop pressing my love. Yeah, it's hard though. I personally don't care if there's a condom or not. It really isn't that different to me. It doesn't really fucking matter. Um, oh, as far as like feeling, you mean? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It really doesn't matter once things get going. I, I can't tell. Uh, yeah. So there's really no reason for me not to use them. <laughs> yeah. But it's an extra hassle. Yeah. It's an extra hassle. They're expensive, man. That's true, too. That's true. They are pretty expensive. Yeah. They're, um... Yeah, I mean, they're like, it depends on how much sex you're having, but, you know, they can be like a dollar something each. And if you're like in a relationship or you're fucking somebody on a regular, but you're not like committed, it's a lot of condoms, you know? Yeah, that's true. It adds up. That's true. But. It does. I told Jason when I was hanging out yesterday, I was like, I haven't gone this long without sex since as an adult except for when I had like a child that was 11 and a half pounds. So I had to take extra time. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been like, it's only been like two months, like two and a half months, but still. Uh, and I was like, I'm starting to get to the point where I feel like it's never going to happen again. And then if it does, I'm not even going to know what to do. I'm just going to be like, yeah, welcome. To the world. <laughs> where do I put this? Uh -oh. I don't know what to do with my hands. Like where's that go? Um, yeah. And I was like, is that, is that what it feels like? And he was like, what, being a middle-aged man, middle-aged unmarried <laughs> man? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yes. And I was like, you just give up and you're like, fuck it. If it happens, it happens. He's like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I don't even think I'm middle-aged, so. No, I don't even think it's middle-aged. It really starts in your 30s. Like, things just change so much. Yeah. Um, really do. It's really like a shit or get off the pot kind of age. Yeah. It's like I better start thinking about doing something. <laughs> you know, like, right. Haven't done anything yet. Even at thirty, I start to feel like you know, it's like oh, I'm too old to do this or too old. It's like you know, thirty's pretty young, like relatively. Well, when I was 30, I had, you know, the kids, and they were 11, 9, 7, and 6. Oh, fuck. I felt pretty old. I felt pretty... I still didn't feel like an adult, though. And I was... I was yeah, I don't feel like an adult. 
I asked my mom, I was like, when do I feel like an adult? You're like, I'm 30. I have four kids. I still just don't really feel like an adult. And what she said. She was like, well, it's different for everybody, honey. That's, <laughs> thanks, mom. Not helpful. Never. That's yeah. when, that's when I'm going to feel like an adult, I think. Yeah, that's kind of what I feel. I'm dematuring. Just getting like less and less adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do that. I like the... It'll balance out. Yeah. Well, and especially like in the, you know, field we're in, it's harder to yeah. be a quote unquote adult, you know? Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm doing the nonprofit thing. That's pretty adult. That's pretty adult. I got a letter from the IRS that says I'm a nonprofit. Well, not me, but Art of Comedy is a nonprofit. So that's pretty oh, cool. Just not, I'm not going to own a house. Yeah, that is. I'm not going to own a house again. I mean, I did for sure. No. Oh, you did? Yeah, in like 2006. Yeah. And then I lost it in 2008 because they sold me a house they shouldn't have sold me. Well, was that, that was like right around the housing crisis, right? Yeah. Yep. They put me in a house that was $110,000 when I shouldn't have been able to get one more than maybe 60 or 70 based on my income. But they finagled it in there. Well, isn't that like what caused the housing crisis? Yeah. Like they they just basically gave out a bunch of loans and stuff like that that they shouldn't have. Yeah. Fucked up. Predatory lending. Because they knew I wanted the house and I would do anything to get it. And I was not thinking responsibly, obviously. Well, yeah, that's what they would do. Yeah, like, what, what do you say, predatory lending? Yeah, like, yeah. knowing that knowing that people couldn't afford these things. And it's like, not yeah, with the realtor, because I wanted a $60,000, $70,000 house. And they were like, well, we got this house here. It's one hundred and ten. I know that's more than you wanted, but why don't you take a look at it? And then I did, and I was like, I need this house. And then they made it happen. The realtor made it happen. They sent me to the they sent me to the bank people and they're like, go to this lender, they'll approve you, and they made it happen. Jeez. Blues Brothers Realty. Total ripoff. Is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. It was actually called Blues Brothers Realty. Their last name was Blue. Oh, okay. But All they right, well, that's full fine. outfit and we're leaning up against each other on their things and stuff. <laughs> oh boy. I mean I, I would have named it Blues Brothers, but not like gone that full on with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that they went all the way with that. They went all the way with it. Like their yard sign was like them leaning back on each other and their phone number, but it wasn't even just a rectangle yard sign, it was like cut out to their heads and stuff. Oh boy. They went, yeah, they really went for it. (laughs) Fucking, they're out of business now, Shysters. Shysters, not a bad word, but derogatory towards a sect of people, is it? Shyster? I don't think so. It sounds like it could be, but I don't think it technically is. It's like when people say something about, like, call a spade a spade. I know that's not bad, but it always feels weird. Well, you know. Yeah, there's certain words that I used to use just growing up in Texas and Kansas that I didn't realize were bad. Like, yeah, 
rename you know that word and i was like oh that one's Oh. But that one's not bad, right? Yeah, it is. Technically, to do with slavery, like I can't remember. Oh, yeah, it's something bad that's based on. Wait, racism. Yeah, I have to look it up. Renege. Renege. Renege is. Yeah. Just oh, say it. Oh fuck! I know it always sounds. Just say it out loud. I didn't know it was actually. Bad. I mean, it's to go it back. It does sound bad, for sure. I mean, it's an English word that's in the dictionary, but it's, I can't remember. I was in this group of, like, super crazy feminists when I lived here from 2013 to 2015. Maybe they're just crazy and mm-hmm. true, but, but, but like, I was trying to be a feminist and I went to these meetings and I couldn't every time I said something that would not piss them off because they were very nice, but they would correct me on it. Like, oh, we don't say that because blah, blah, blah. And like every time me and my friend Katie would get in trouble because Katie's white woman and she said something about a spirit animal. And one of the people was like one sixteenth of a 22nd percent Cherokee or some shit. And she was like, that's kind of offensive to Native Americans. And Katie was like, I grew up in Wyoming and I was one of 20 people in school with a bunch of Native Americans. So none of them cared, you know, like Yeah, and I Right. And I I'm I'm like part Native American and I, I think that's fucking stupid. So Yeah. Cause so that's the thing, is there's some people who just want to be like uptight and offended by everything. They were too much. But there is, yeah, it gets a little bit over the top. Like, I get, like, not saying maybe, like, you know, the R word or something like that. But, yeah. like, it gets a little bit much. But then there's words that it's, like, it seems cute and stuff like that. But then when you find out the history behind it, like, uh, like the word cracker, you yeah. know, like, when a white person's called cracker, I was just always like, oh, it's like, yeah, yeah. I thought it was, like, a saltine or something like that. Yeah. Nope. Nope, it's not fun or anything. It's it's really it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize. Yeah. 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 Um but it doesn't really offend me to hear it said because I don't get offended when people talk shit on white people. Yeah, no, I don't get offended by it. I, I'm more like Yeah, I don't really think there's anything you can call a white or what's that? Isn't there like a joke like the only offensive thing you can call a white person is racist or something like that. Yeah. Like yeah. there's not there's not really a word that that means the same as like the N word to well, us. Well whenever I see anybody criticizing the white race, uh, as someone who's who grew up predominantly with white people around them all the time until eighth grade especially, um, mm-hmm. everything they're saying is true in my experience. So I'm like, yeah. They do that. They yeah. like, you know, and so. Yeah. And the it's like, yes, we do like mayonnaise. Like, yeah. 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 Um, you know, so, yeah. I just always hate when I hear people talk about, like, racism against white people. Reverse racism? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure it's 
Yeah, well, it's like I'm sure it's possible to be say something racist to a white person, but like I don't want to hear about it. It's not possible. Like, I don't think they are. A fundamental part of racism is one race oppressing the other race and having the power in the dynamic. And so if you don't have the power in the dynamic, like I can't be sexist against men because men have the power in that dynamic. And so, because people are all like, and yeah. Mary Kay said the best thing ever because I, I said something to her about it. And she said, yeah, well, so I can walk down the street and not have to think about being raped or murdered. Uh, I'll say whatever I want. And I was like, good point, Mandy. Good point. Um, oh, Mandy K. Yeah. Because it's like sex, like if you yeah, like awesome. women are sexualizing men or whatever, and they're like, if I if you were a man and I was a woman, you said that about me, blah 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 blah, you'd be canceled. And I'm like, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, but it's that's start, not the world we live in. Start yeah. fighting for real equality, and maybe we won't get to say that shit either. Um, yeah, that's ridiculous, and it's like, and and like, all right, I, I've heard people. I work with this guy or did back before the end of the world or whatever. But he would say stuff like, oh, white privilege isn't real. And it's like, it, it, like, the fact that you can stand here and say white privilege isn't real is white privilege. Like, The only way that I have just, any sort of gender privilege of being a female is when I get pulled over. Mm-hmm. When I get pulled over oh, yeah. by cops. It's the only time that being a female and being white that I have all the privilege. And I still don't get out of stuff, but like yeah. I got pulled over in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska, when I was moving because I went to Omaha for a couple months before I finally grew a pair and came to Denver because <coughs> I was being scared. Yeah. I was scared of the city sucking the life out of me. And so <coughs> I was like, Omaha's bigger. I'll try that. You know, maybe baby steps, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. was, the scene's bigger in Omaha than Wichita. So, uh, I'm driving in the minivan. I have a pack full of my stuff. I have my little dog with me, but I also have like an ounce of marijuana and like 16 grams of shrooms because <clears throat> I was bringing them up there for some friends because they didn't, they were dry in Omaha, you know? And uh, so yeah. felony amount of both things in Nebraska, I think definitely a felony amount of shrooms. And so, uh, and I've been smoking weed just nonstop for four hours. So it's, definitely smelled like marijuana in my car there's no way it didn't reek right and he pulled me over for not having one of my brake lights was out or something and uh i rolled down the window and i was i was getting my stuff out i was telling Leia, i was like mommy's going to prison and uh somebody will take care of you it'll be fine but i might mommy might be going to jail and then um when i was handing him the stuff i was shaking because i was fucking really high and i was yeah, I was scared. Yeah. I'm shaking. Uh, and he's like, you, your hand's shaking. You nervous about something? And I said, I don't like cops. <laughs> and then he just like, okay. And he walked away. And I was like, Leia, mommy is definitely going to prison. Um, I'm very sorry. I'm an idiot. And then when he came back, he just gave me a warning. And he, he gave me a warning ticket. And I got pulled over again before I made it to Lincoln to show it to the cop. He was super like no problem. And then I kept him at my window to be like, Hey, it's not that I don't like cops. It's just that I'm scared of you. And he said, why would you be scared of me? I've been perfectly nice to you. I was like, yeah, to me. And he was just like, 
you have a good day. But why did I keep him at my window for 30 more seconds? Right, when he was like ready to leave. Ready to leave. I'll do that. Like, do you ever do that where you're like done with the conversation and you find yourself asking a question? And you're like, wait, I didn't, I didn't want to know the answer to this. Yeah. No, I don't know about that. I know, like on this podcast, there's been a lot of times we start to look, like, okay, well, we can wrap it up. That's a good place, and then we just start talking. I talked to um, Jason Gerber for like three hours. Oh wow. We talked about all sorts of stuff. We barely even talked about comedy. That's probably good. Yeah, interesting. And then kind of like mixed up a little bit. And then I got to go pet his dog. And then I pulled some, he gave me some really good iced coffee because he's an adult and he has like cool stuff. And then I. Yeah, I can see him having nice stuff. He didn't like me vaping as much as I was in his house because it was like forming a cloud a little bit. Like not weed vape, but like nicotine vape. And so. I went outside and I was just all stoned and hyped up on coffee. And I was like, man, you should just pull these weeds out. And so I just started pulling out weeds from like his front walkway and got a big pile of them. <laughs> and put, he, he composted. Oh, wow. So they got composted. And I was like, I just, I just, why did I, I, why did I pull your weeds? He's like, you should come over and I'll feed you coffee more often. Yeah. Yeah. I like. <laughs> Does the he feel- live alone? Yeah, I like the feeling of pulling the weeds out of the ground, especially if the earth is kind of soft and the whole root comes. Yeah. It's just I don't know. That is a nice feeling. I like it, and I like the compost. Yeah. Yeah, he composts through the city, but I miss. I need to go to the park and lay in the grass with no shoes. Oh, that would be nice. Put my feet. I, I like to connect with the earth every once in a while. I think my next phase is gonna be hippy dippy, Helen. Yeah. I was like rebel stoner Helen in high school, and then, um, and then I kind of went through like a clubbing phase, and then because of the guy I was with, and then um, I went through like super uber uber religious phase. And then I went through a super oh, wow. uber, uber atheist phase. Um, yeah. And then I swung back to the middle, right? And now I'm more like agnostic. And like, I really think maybe we do have, we do get reincarnated. And I'm just not ruling anything out as yes or no for sure. I mean, I'm like, I don't believe in the Bible or organized religion or all that shit, but like, what is a God or whatever? So I like two years ago. But you I, think there's. Yeah, there's something larger than us going on. What that is, I don't know. I just, I just say the universe. Right. So like, like last year, I just decided I was going to just try to. I was just going to come out here, and I was just going to trust that the universe would provide me with what I needed when I needed it. And yeah. so far, it's been working pretty well to, like, just kind of manifest things like they're talking about, or leaving myself open to opportunities and it really helps my anxiety when I start spinning to just uh kind of think that it's like it's outside of your control like well that kind of thing like just like very few things are within our control truly truly within just our control I have no control over if somebody 
hits me with their car and kills me. I have no control over the wind blowing me off the road. I have no control over it. There's very little we have control over. So if you just focus on the things you can control, like they tell you at AA, you're not really focusing on a lot. But That's true. You need to learn to control my emotions, they say. But I think they don't know what I used to be like. <laughs> it's hard, though. It's hard, like, I don't know, especially with emotions. Like, I'll get to the point where, like, you know, you can get so far, so spun out one way. And then if you are able to calm down, you're like, oh, I can't believe I was, you know, yeah, that far along with that. But it's like, in the moment, it seems real. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem ridiculous yeah. or anything. I just, you know... I have had some really, really bad periods of my life where things were just really, really, really bad. Like, yeah, like the worst thing ever. And I'm still here and I made it through it and I'm on the other side of it. So I feel rather invincible emotionally. That's good. I guess. I survived this so I can survive anything. I'm just going to keep surviving. Because my apocalyptic plan was always just to kill myself. But then, you know, of course, I've been thinking about it. And I don't think, you know, I probably can't. I won't kill myself. I'll just keep living and living and living and trudging along. And it'll just be me and the cockroaches and all the other assholes. That's... It's going to be left. I won't have an easy, quick death. That's not the way my life works. No. 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 No, I'm going to be kidnapped and used for years as a slave before I'm murdered. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get out of this world that easy. That would suck, you kid. I don't really have a lot of. I was watching something about that. Hmm. I don't really have a lot of, of value in a, a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, me neither. I don't have like skills that would translate. I mean, yeah, because there'll be plenty of men being impregnated, but women can be impregnated. You only need one dude, you know. But I. Yeah. I'm, like Handmaid's Tale, they just kill me. They just send me off to the mines and let me die. They, they wouldn't. I can't cook or, you know, I'm not real good at the whole cooking, cleaning, domestic thing. I mean, I can do it, but I'm not like the greatest and I can't have babies and I'm a gender traitor and yeah, they just kill me. Sure. Yeah, you'd be, (laughs) yeah, they'd be like hanging on a wall for sure. Yeah, they just stick you on a spike. Like, look at her. She's way too out of shape to go work. Just hang on the wall. <laughs> Just a reminder to the others. That's what they do. Watch it. I haven't seen it. I've heard about it. It's supposed to be good. It's so good, but I have to like, it's one of those shows I have to make sure I'm in the right mood to watch. Or it will be Is it depressing? Well, because it feels so possible like yeah not when the book was written necessarily but 
just yeah like the sh what they do to get control of the government and who gets control of it and all that just feels so possible um which is scary which is scary so and it happened so gradually to their society and then it was just like boom this is on you yeah know? before you realize it's too far yeah yeah that'd be crazy so that's scary and that's probably how yeah well that's how it would happen too it wouldn't be just like you know yeah it would be an eventual thing and then you're like wait how did we get here but you know i've been watching the science show a couple different ones about the universe and stuff and like different theories scientists have on how the world can end and stuff like that and uh yeah but just the universe is going to do whatever the universe is going to fucking do and it has it, it it isn't something i mean they talk about this with god it's not something that you can understand because the universe has been around for billions and billions and billions and billions of years and in the universe's eye we are nothing we are a blip in the life of the universe at right. this point. You know, humans have not been around for long. We're nothing. Which can be scary. Which is crazy because we're so... Yeah. We've put ourselves so much at the center of the universe when we really aren't. I mean, I believe we're probably the only life form, humanoid life form in our universe for sure. Um, mm -hmm. But... Uh, there's definitely other life forms. There's other universes. We have no fucking idea what's going on over there. We can't be the only. Oh one. yeah. You know it makes no sense. And that's not to say in millions. Of right. Years, it's years, like, yeah. There might be people. There, the planet Mars, because Mars is closer to the sun, right? And so, one of the theories is like, as the sun dies, Mars will become Earth-like. And the Earth will die because oh, it'll become habitable. Yeah, it'll become inhabitable, and um, yeah, we'll be able. To, I mean, humans will be able to live on Mars, and we'll have to leave Earth because Earth won't be inhabitable anymore. Um, yeah, we're definitely making this this planet uninhabitable. We're making it uninhabitable faster, but it would eventually be uninhabitable anyway because the sun's a star and it dies. True. So true. But you know. It could be a lot more pleasant while we're, you know, when we're parasites on the earth, dude, and Mother Nature's pissed. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're due for a mass oh, yeah. extinction event. We really are. Not, yeah, maybe not mass extinction, but you know, the earth is like, there's too many of you. That's what nature does. So when, when, when a wolf has too many babies, she picks off the weak ones and eats them. Oh, jeez. Feeds them to the other nutrients. Yeah, um, cats do it. Will, cats will abandon oh. some of their kittens if they have too many. Oh shit! And if the weak ones are the ones that can't get to the. If they have more nipples than they have cats, kittens, the weak ones are the mm -hmm. ones that can't fight to get to the nipple. Jeez. Yeah, those are the kitties I take and I like. Yeah, the little runts. Yeah, I love the run of the litter. My little dog, Leia, I had, was found in a ditch. She was six weeks old, and she was found in a ditch, and she was super tiny. 
And so I think like her mom gave birth to her and then left her there. And so, um, but yeah, she survived and, and she got hit by a car in Denver. Really? Yeah, like last October 26th. And she, and she died? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She oh, died. man. She's Sorry. And then I had Luke, but I gave Luke back to my kids because he was not happy here alone. Really? What kind of dog was that? Chihuahua mix. He's, mm. he's in love with our cat, Diane, and he loves to cuddle with her, and I think he missed Diane. He needs another to cuddle. Yeah, he's not a he's not a, a single no. single kid. Also, he fed off of my anxiety, so if I got anxious, he'd get anxious, and then he'd annoy me. Um, whereas Leia like knew oh. how to like be a support dog to me just naturally, and she would do the opposite. The best thing about Leia is when I'm at like a party or something, and I start to get anxious and I want to leave, um, mm-hmm. trying not to be rude or whatever. She'll start acting up. She's like, oh, I got to take her home. She'll keep trying to get out and escape and stuff. And um, I'll be like, oh, I got to leave. You know, the dog, you know, you guys, it was really nice to meet you. Um, Yeah. Perfect. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, nice. It was nice. Babies get you out of stuff too like that, but they're, you know, not as worth it. Right. You can't it's a little bit more frowned upon to leave a baby at home. Or in your car. Than it is a dog. Then like, oh, gosh. No matter how nice the weather is, you can't leave a baby in a car. You know? Yeah, people people get all weird about it. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah. No, kids are great. They're my, they're my retirement plan, man. I don't have a 401k. I don't have anything i'm just really banking that um they're gonna be able to take care of me i mean are do they have good jobs they're children so no but by the time i'm old they will especially my younger daughter will definitely make a lot of money um she loves money Money makes her feel good she's driven by money and she's super Mm. smart she's gonna get like a cpa or some shit and so then my 19-year-old will definitely end up with like a bachelor's in accounting. I don't know if he's got it in him to do the whole CPA thing. That's a lot. Um, yeah. so he'll make a decent amount of money, but I can probably live with him because he is the most soft-hearted one. He would never be able to turn me away. So I could live with him and Cassie will throw money at it. And Alex, um, you know, he'll just come over and make me laugh and cheer me up because that's all he really okay. will be able to offer. There you go. Which one said what? Alex. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alex is my baby and uh, they got out of a lot of trouble by making me laugh growing up uh, or just being adorable or whatever. <clears throat> I almost had a mama's boy, but I thankfully my brother my older brother stopped that. Really? Yeah, because... But Alex is like a mushroom. He just needs to be left alone to grow on his own. Um, like, I quit... Like, he, they graduated... I'm trying to say they because they're gender neutral and they prefer neutral pronouns, but it's really hard. 
Like they changed their, they changed their name, and I got that down finally. No problem. They're Alex now. I don't even think about their other name really. And then um, oh, that wasn't the do what? birth name. No, that wasn't the birth name. No. Mm. And so um, their dad had a big problem with it because it's his middle name and his stepdad's name, and it was like this whole family thing. But whatever. Um, but yeah, the pronouns. I'm o I'm better in typing than I am speaking. But anyway, it's uh, I stopped paying attention to their grades when they were like 12 because there was just nothing I could do to make them do to care mm -hmm. if they're not going to be self-propelled through life. Yeah. So I was just like, whatever, man, don't graduate high school. I'm not fucking problem. You know, that's your life. You're going to be, you know what I mean? Like I told them and showed them what happens when you don't, you know, get any good education right. and stuff. So, uh, but they graduated high school. People were congratulating me. And I was like, I didn't do shit, man. I haven't, I haven't looked at a report card in seven years. I don't, I don't, yeah. really, I don't really pay attention they did it they barely did it they all graduated yes they are all graduated now hey there you go that's good yeah and the younger two live with their dad who is an idiot but um they're tolerating it just fine um they kind of have taken over the upstairs of his house they kind of do whatever they want. Have it to themselves a little bit. Yeah. and That's uh, nice. Yeah, because he's got a fairly decent-sized house. So I was like, you guys need, because they were talking, my 19-year-old my was talking about moving out with his girlfriend who's 18, and she graduated too. She's actually friends with my youngest child. That's how they met. And um, mm. so, but um, I was like, why would you move out? It's not that bad here. And you pay him like, what, $200 a month? Like, do not move out. Oh, you have to, man. There's no reason to do yeah. that. There's just no reason to well, do it. And would they move to the same, like, city? Yeah, they'd stay at Wichita. But she... So, yeah, no. She just turned 18. And she just graduated high school. And she was a very controlling mother. She was like, oh, my mm -hmm. mom would already dislike it enough if I was moving with Caleb, much less moving in here because she doesn't like my ex-husband. And um, I was like, mm -hmm. you are 18. You graduated high school. You're free. And she was like, it's like she'd never. Yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you Yeah, she hadn't really thought about it. I was like, what your mom wants does not matter anymore as long as you don't need her to clean up your messes. Right. Or as long as she's not, like, paying for it, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, your parents don't have a right. Like, if my kids start fucking popping out babies and I have to start taking care of them a lot and helping them with them, I'm going to fucking have a say-so. <laughs> but Well, that's what Yeah. But, yeah, because if, it, if it's affecting what you have to do, then you have to, yeah. No, my... But if it's, like, where somebody wants to live, you know, hey. Yeah, she couldn't even do what she wanted with her own hair until recently. That's how controlling a mom was? Mm hmm That's a little bit much. Yelled. Especially at that age, like 17, 18. Like. I don't 
don't even know where my kids are half the time the last year I lived there when they were 17 and 18. I, I would come out because they had jobs and stuff. I'd come out and I'd be like, somebody take out the trash. And then I'd realize I was the only one in the house. They, yeah. One reason I went ahead and left and didn't stay another year. I never saw my kids. I never, they were never home. Right. They, were home. they were in their room. They weren't hanging out with me. Yeah. Yeah. They're not hanging out with me. They got their own fucking lives. I'm going to go get my own life. Yeah. You have Makes to, sense. You have to raise kids to be self-sufficient, productive human beings. Um, that's your goal is to work yourself out of a job. And even my oldest, who is like kind of a scumbag, she's still a self-sufficient and doesn't need any need or her dad to take care of her anymore. So. Yeah, you know, that's a win. That's good. That's a win. You know, I got eighty. Yeah, sure. I got like an eighty-five percent as a parent. I think that's pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's a high score. Yeah, <laughs> nice B plus. I'm a B plus <laughs> mom for sure. Hey, yeah, you're you're uh, doing a lot better than most. So. Oh, I know. There's a how long were you married? I was married to the girls. The I was never married to the girls' dad. I was married to the boys' dad for like three years, maybe. Not very long. We only got married. Oh, okay. We only got married because I got pregnant with Caleb. By the time Caleb Caleb was born in September, we had only known each other for eleven months and had been married for five. When oh. we had a child together. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's not very long. Yeah, I was like twenty-two, I think, and he was like twenty-five. Oh wow. She's so insane yeah. now that I have kids that age. I look at my daughter who's 21 and I had her when I was 21. And I just. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's weird. Can no. you imagine her having a kid? No. And she used to <laughs> joke in high school about how she had a, like when she was 15, she would, she said she made a joke about how she had a abortion savings account. Mm -hmm. And um, then she got herself the IUD and then now she's 21 and in love and blah, blah, with somebody that she could see building a life with. And she said, it wouldn't be the end of the world if I got pregnant. She's like, I'm not trying to get pregnant, but if I did, I'd have it. And I was like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always think it's weird. Like, I'm not trying. She's like, well, you, you have a choice. Like, <laughs> when she takes her pill every day. She's doing what oh, she's so still like on it. But like it's that. not a hundred percent, you know? So mm -hmm. my best friend got pregnant with an IUD and one ovary by a dude she had sex with two times. What? Yeah, she was 34 and they he was like 45 and had never had gotten any preg anybody pregnant. And um, So they kind of thought with like the, that combination, they'd be like, fine. It was a miracle or whatever. That baby was meant to be here because they said when we take your IUD out, she went to get it changed out and found out she was pregnant. And they're like, when we take it out, you're you're probably going to have a miscarriage. And she's like, okay. And then she didn't. And then she had the baby and she's like eight now. She's adorable. But uh, Oh, they took it out. They took it out in, even with the risk of the miscarriage? Well, you have miscarriage. to. You can't leave them in there. Oh. And yeah. Oh. They, they only last so long. You have to take them out every four years or five years or something like that. And so, oh. yeah, there's a baby. 
So even when you're doing everything are you they, do, nothing. Are they, are they are they together though? No, the father and her, no, they just hooked up a couple times. They worked together. Oh. They just they were not a relationship at all. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh wow. It was pretty funny. No. Uh Huh. It was only <laughs> because she had like a, I think she was eight or nine. Her other daughter was like seven or eight, nine, somewhere in there. And she said, mom, how can you be pregnant? You're not married. Because she had just <laughs> made her think you had to be married in order to get pregnant. Oh, wow. And I was like, that's what you get for lying. Yeah, that could be dangerous. Yeah. yeah. That could be dangerous because then that could go around like being like, hey, it's okay. We could, we don't have to wear a condom. I'm, we're not married. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Don did not think about that. At all. No. No. But her kid doesn't even want kids at this point. She's in high school and she's like, fuck babies. But, um, oh. yeah. Yeah, so kids are weird. Kids are weird. I like them though; they're pretty cool. I'm glad I had them. Overall, yeah, I think I I want to have a kid or two. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, fine. I think so. You're young enough, dudes. Can have kids till they're like sixty, man. Forever, eighty. Oh. You can. I can't imagine being that and doing it. You can impregnate a lady. Though I'm just saying, like it's not like this ticking thing. That's yeah. I don't have like a ticking clock or anything, really. But I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't want a kid now. No. I feel like I'm really like in a position, but but no. I feel like it's also hard to like. I feel like it's also hard to kind of be like in that position where you are like ready. You know what I mean? To be like truly ready, but. Yeah, well, I think that it's not, um, I think you just got to really want them. I think that's the most important thing. I don't, I mean, there are people that di that don't want them, and then by the time they have them, they do. I mean, there's cases like that and stuff, but I think it's best case yeah. scenario is you, you should want to have them. Um, I yeah. wanted children. I needed to, right. I felt it a pain in my chest and I, I yeah, something was missing. Yeah, and I'd always wanted children since I was like three. If I if there was a baby around that was anywhere younger than me, I it would be my baby and I would try to take care of the baby. Mm -hmm. Um even mm -hmm. if it was a baby. Yeah, that's kinda how I was when I was a kid. I was always the one playing with the little babies and stuff. Um, were your parents cool yeah. with that? Um, yeah, no, they were, they were cool with it. I wasn't like stealing them or anything. Well, no, my it wasn't like I'd come, baby. Well, because my my brother, my older brother, who's like six years older than me, so he's like fifty. Uh, he's kind of a redneck, like the upper mm. middle class redneck. So he's like a redneck with money, you know. But he's still a redneck dude. Yeah. Man, he's a man. A man behaved this way. And so his youngest oh. son wanted to play with babies, dolls, wanted a doll, and he wouldn't allow it. 
Mm-hmm. But when he was out of town, he had a baby doll he could play with, and it was just him and his mom. But then when his dad was in town, mm-hmm. they hid his baby away. So his dad didn't Aww. know it. And um, now he's a fucking asshole, little shit. <sighs> I love him. The kid? Yeah, he's like, I don't know, But yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, having that around, like, as a role model is probably tough. Yeah. Just, I mean, my older nephew was fine with it. That's because he was just a tougher kid. And he just happened to already be interested in all the stuff my brother was. And, but. The trucks and toys. And, none of you know, my parents were never like. Like overbearing? Uh, maybe, maybe overprotective, but not like overbearing about like. Oh, this is a boy toy. This is a girl toy. Not like that. Were they together? No. Oh. My parents. No, it was just my mom. So that's probably helpful. Yeah. My parents. Your parents were? Yeah. My dad died in 2011, but they, they got together when they were 15 and 17. And oh, wow. True love. They had the twinkle in the eye till they died. Yeah. Forever. They were in love and Wow. Yeah, thought that would happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hear ya. <laughs> I mean I've been married three times. So they, oh you have? Mm-hmm. Once because I had a baby. It was my third kid out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. I was tripping. And then uh, the second time, I don't really have an explanation. I think I was in the middle of a mental breakdown. It did not last. Very yeah. Long. It's really easy to get married in Colorado. It's like $30, $40. And you just sign a paper in two places and you say some shit and then you're married. Like in and out. Whoa. I've gotten married twice here, but I get divorced in Kansas because it's super easy to do there. <laughs> but <laughs> um, then. Uh, my third husband, I married him because of taxes. Okay. Was so it's more of like a... Yeah. Yes. Um, and I felt like I was stuck with him for the rest of my life anyway, so I might as well save some taxes because I can't get rid of this guy because he needs me too much. It was like having a stray cat that you don't really like, but... They're not a bad cat. They don't, you know, they didn't really do anything bad. You just haven't, you just really didn't right. want to them, you know? And you don't want to take them to the shelter because you know they're going to put yeah. them down. They didn't do anything worth dying for. So you just keep the cat around. Right. It's just like you don't necessarily want that cat. Yeah. But so yeah. basically. So are you married to that person still? No, it was finalized in January. It had, okay. I had to get the money together to file, plus I had to go back to Wichita to do it, and it, you have to do it in like two steps. So I had to go back to Wichita a second time. So like January, some like second week of January or so is when it was finalized. But we've been split up since last January or February. So. Right, right. Where it's been a while. It's been a while. They have. They have. That's not six forever. Well, there's nothing to fight about. It's real quick. You just file some papers. And he signed the papers in front of a notary, so he didn't even have to be there. So I just had to file it and go back in 60 days and finalize it. It, it was real easy. Oh, okay. 
Oh, that's not so bad. All my divorces have been pretty fucking easy. I mean, just because we weren't arguing about anything, we didn't own any property. When I split with my ex, my first ex husband, we agreed on the kids, so we weren't fighting about anything. That's good. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm never getting married again, unless. I mean, there has to be some other reason for me to get married beyond love or why, what's the, why I can live with somebody for the rest of my life and not be married to them and be fine. I think if you're going to have, exactly. if you're going to have children with somebody though, it, there are a lot of protections in place if you're married. Um, yeah. And I can see like having kids, like, buying you a, know, like just, you start buying like a cohesive family. Yeah. 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 Because, like, with the kids, if you're not married, one of you could just take off with those kids, and the other one has no would have to fight to prove their rights for them. Um, especially oh. the man, like the mom, like you, the mom could take off and say you're not the father, and then you have to prove you are the father, and you have to fight to see them and all this stuff. Whereas if you're married, there's all that is implied. It doesn't matter if she says you're not the father. If that baby was born in your marriage, you're the father in the law's eyes. So, um, yeah, so, you know, there's just a lot of protection. That's what it is. It's a legal contract um, that you are to legally bind yourself to somebody and split half your assets that you obtain together and all this stuff. So that's all marriage is. It's illegal to me anyway, because I'm not religious. So... I just don't right. the need to have a legal contract in my relationship. It doesn't make me stay with somebody, obviously, because I've left three men and divorced them. Yeah. Against their will. So I don't. <laughs> but I don't want to be with somebody. I'm going to fucking leave, and there's nothing that's going to stop me. So That's good, though. Better than staying at something that you don't like. No, man. That's, I'm Why? just like, it isn't fun anymore. I'm leaving. I'm just kind of my whole attitude about life. Like when I told people I was coming back to Kansas to get my bus together, I was like, I did, I have a group message for my Kansas people. Cause I, I don't like, I don't want to post on Facebook, but I'm in Wichita again. Like I did last time. Cause then there's all these fucking people that want to hang out with me that I don't want to hang out with in the first place. And then I'm like, no, there's a goddamn pandemic. I'm not going all over the place and hanging out with everybody or having a couple parties. And so I have a group and I'm just like, tell my Kansas people, that I'm coming back and fuck, what was my point? Oh, I said, yeah, I'm going to come back for Kansas for as long as I feel like being there. <laughs> Cause they're always like, how long are you staying? When are you leaving? I'm like, I don't. So this time it's like, I don't know. I'm going to, I could wake up one day and be like, I don't want to be here anymore. And I'll drive my bus to a lake in Nebraska and chill there for a little while. And I don't know. Yeah. Go wherever the fuck I feel like going. That's the whole point of the bus. Well, that'll be the nice thing about having that bus is, yeah, it's like so much freedom. There's Kansas City. There's comedy in Kansas City. The club's back open. Right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. The club, Kansas City Comedy Club opened this weekend, and they're going to do my and stuff, yeah. So. Yeah, I wonder when that stuff's going to start here. Oh, um, unofficial word that um, Nick Gossert, you know who he is? He does the Nacho Libres and Laughs. He produces that. Uh, the, the name sounds familiar, but I don't know yeah. if I'm really about him. 
Yeah, I don't think I've ever met him in person. He's in the Colorado Comedy Producers Group thing. And, and so he posted in there that, because I guess he's got some inside information with the Denver mayor. I don't know. Uh, Sarah said it, it's probably reliable information <laughs> because he produces these huge shows. <laughs> and so um, yeah, June 1st, they're going to limit it until September to 50 or less. But they don't know if that's going to be opening bars or dining in restaurants, but just like 50 people gathering together or less. But you still need social distancing and all that. So distancing. There we go. I can say words. Yeah. Didn't have to speak. I'm not going to know how to talk or fuck or do anything. I'm just going to be like, I don't even know what to yeah, do. <laughs> Well, it makes me wonder because I saw something about them opening up some restaurants at the end of this month. Like for outside. I didn't know if that meant that. They're talking about doing it out. Is outside. that what it is? Yeah, if they can, if people can spread out outside. In Wichita, you can dine in. They have extra barriers and people are wearing masks and gloves, but you can go out to eat. And they separate. Oh, wow. People. Like, they don't put people in tables next to each other. There's a table or a booth in between. I'm like, and they have these extra barriers yeah. in the booths. And I'm like, can we just keep this? Mm -hmm. I want to keep all of this. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Yeah. Where I was standing at Walmart, and I like sure. to stand with my hands like on my hips, with my arms sticking out. You know, just take up a lot of space. Yeah. Like super, I, I end up standing in like this super woman pose, not meaning to, but I spread my leg. I just take up a lot of space sometimes. <laughs> and then, but when it's crowded, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't do that. That's rude. Are people going to run it? And my elbow's going to hit people. So I started doing it today at Walmart. I was like, no, I can't. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I can. It's like, yeah. I got yeah. all this personal space. Fuck yeah, stay out of my bubble. Yeah, that part of it's nice. I've been enjoying that part. I have too. I think we're just going to see masks being a regular thing for who knows yeah. how long. I think that it wouldn't be a bad idea for people who are um, – who are sick with anything, but are able to go, like I get chest colds and, you know, nasal things all the time, but I still have to go in public to do stuff. But if those, if we wore masks, I think it would, you know, if you're sick and you have to go in public period, I think people are gonna wear masks from now on, at least a certain set of the population is. I think masks are just now well, a thing in our society. Good. Well, and like you already see, like, especially with, I feel like, uh, in the Asian culture, that's already been like a thing. Yeah. It's like, if you're sick, you don't want to get, or it's like illness season, like, yeah, wear a mask. Wear a mask. Yeah. And now yeah. everybody having all the pretty cool masks. It's like, I see all the kids, like my kid's age, and it's all about who's got the cool mask and look at my cool mask and taking pictures with it. And, yeah. Um, it's going to be completely normalized. That's going to do it faster. Yeah. Yeah. Just one more thing to divide us. Um, I finally found a mask that doesn't make me want to die because I was not wearing a mask because I have panic attacks if anything is pressed against my nose and mouth. And so like tunnel vision, yeah. cannot see, cannot breathe, panic attacks. I can't do it. Um, but I, it's like the, I actually got it at the green solution. They were handing them out if you didn't have a mask. It's one of those ones that kind of like for paint, oh. you know? kind of bulbs out it doesn't have the thing mm -hmm. but it's the cheap one but I, it doesn't oh so it's got like a little bit of distance yeah. between your face and the yeah yeah and i can handle that one yeah, so i'm glad i also like it because i can mutter and talk shit on people around me and they can't hear it i found that out at walmart today they don't see my lips moving yeah. myself 
I do that a lot. It's nice. I mutter to myself in public. Yeah. Especially if I'm real high. You ever like been real high and said something in public and then you have to question whether you said it out loud or not? Yeah, you're like, oh, whoops. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> and then sometimes you haven't. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell though. I have sworn that I've had conversations with people that did not happen because I think I really? had a conversation with them in my head and the reality gets mixed or I dreamt that I had the conversation with them or something. And they're like, I swear you did yeah. not tell me that. <laughs> like one time I swore my ex-husband well, like that. he was at work he was like I was at work there's no way we had that conversation Friday and I was like oh my god yeah like, oh shit well yeah I've had that happen where like you're you, you basically are having like an argument with somebody in your head and then they show up and you're like already pissed off at them and they're like what like they have no idea what's going on you just yeah. start in the middle of a thought and another thing yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what was the like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just got here. Yeah, what are you talking about? Oh, the last <laughs> time I got really, really drunk, I uh, got a man made me mad. And so I have this guy friend that lives in Chicago. Mm. He's a comedian who really likes sex. Like this, I've been doing it since July. It's just the nature of our relationship. I don't think we're ever going to meet. We talk about it, but I don't think we're ever, either of us is ever going to do it. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, but I was really drunk and I was just mad at men in general, right? And so I messaged mm -hmm. him like this long message and it started with, and fuck you too. And uh, <laughs> he was thankfully like really cool about it. He was like, I was like, fuck you too. You just want me for my vagina and you don't care about me and blah, 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 blah. It was this whole fucking message towards him. And uh <laughs> He responded very nicely. He was like, I feel, I'm so sorry if I ever made you feel that way. And, you know, and I was like, the next day when I was sober, I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. No, like I'm the one that got us talking about the sexy and stuff. I'm the one that has driven that, you know, I'm driving the car in this relationship. It's fine. It's not your fault. I told him yeah. that because he knows like when I'm dating somebody, I'll tell him, hey, I'm seeing somebody right now and we won't do sexy stuff. We'll still send right. them their memes or funny things or check in or something or how you do it. Right, so friend stuff. Yeah, but we don't say sexual things. And then I break up with them. I'm like, game on, you know, like. Yeah. And that's what I told him. I was like, no, the guy I was dating pissed me off and we broke up. And then it just, I was really drunk and it spilled over into every single male there was. Right. Out. Yeah, he was kind of taking the the brunt for all all of us. Yeah. All, all mankind, and I go through these phases where I just fucking hate men. Oh yeah, I can see it. Like I'm just like the thought of like a man touching me literally makes me want to puke. I'm like, fuck men, they don't deserve me. You know what I mean? Like I just like it's so good. Yeah. You can tell on my Facebook posts when I'm in my man hating. <laughs> Um, yeah, I never hate my son. That's good. He's a good man. My brother. I'm related to good men. I know some women that are with great men. I, yeah, I know some good, good men that I'm friends with, but for one reason or the other, I'm not interested or compatible or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's very few of them. So. Yeah. 
No, by and large, we're pretty bad. Yeah. 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 That's the first yeah. step in being a decent man is to admit that men are gross. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're gross. And the thing is, like, I'm getting to it. So I'm like, I feel like 30% man. Um, some, you know, it just depends on the day. I'm feeling fairly feminine today, kind of in the middle somewhere, but pretty feminine today. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how that works? Like it, like it can change day to day. It's how it works for me. It's different for Mm. everybody, but yeah, I just, um, some days I just feel like wearing a flannel and I feel different. I feel more confident. I, um, feel better. And I feel more confident when I feel masculine, but um, I can be a real asshole. Right, because you, because men are assholes. I have have that big dick energy and all masculine thing going on. Um, Yeah, if you see me dressed up very, very feminine, uh, maybe not necessarily a dress, but like a dress and girly shoes. Like I'll wear a dress, but I'll wear my Converse, so it kind of balances it out. But, I am very insecure that day. I will have full makeup on and all the women will tell me how pretty I look. Um, But in reality, I feel insecure. But if I'm wearing a flannel and jeans and my Converse and I don't have any makeup on, I'm feeling real fucking confident. (laughs) Mm. So I'm like, I look good as it Mm. is. That's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) That's weird. I'm fucking complicated, man. Yeah, but we're all complicated in some ways. Some people are actually complicated, but I think I'm... Yeah, but it's it's better than being, like, simple and being, like, uninteresting. Yeah. But... You know, like, there's people, like... You appeal to more people You appeal to more people when you're Vanilla, yeah, yeah, that's true. I just have it's not that I have multiple personalities or anything, and I am consistently the same person. It's not like you don't know who you're getting from day to day necessarily. Although, my kids did used to want to have like a like a colored system of what color I was in that day, so they knew whether or not like to fuck with me or not, like. Ask. Yeah, kind of like the terrorism yeah. warning thing. Yeah, but yeah. I'm on medication now. It's different. But um, right. I found a medication that works. So that's helped. But uh, now when I'm in a bad mood or I'm feeling super anxious or super depressed, I will just hide myself away from everybody until I feel like better. Because I just don't want anybody else to have to suffer. And there's nothing they can do to make me feel better. And most likely they're going to make it worse. They're in their attempt to make me feel better. They're going to say or do something that's going to make it worse. So I just squirrel myself away and wait for the storm to pass and then come back out into the world. Yeah, I get that. Super hard to deal with somebody for them to understand that. So I just say I don't feel good. I just say I'm sick. That's what I told to tell the kids. You know. Yeah, I think I used. Yeah, I think I used to say I was tired. Like yeah. that'd be my excuse. Like, oh, I'm just tired. No big deal. 
yeah, allergies, I don't feel good, I have heartburn. I mean, I would just say I have a headache, which in reality, I did have a, a lot of physical symptoms because of anxiety. So I wasn't lying necessarily, but. Right. Yeah. I make plans and then cancel them. I do a lot of that. That's why when I messaged you, I was like, hey, is today still good? Because I don't know. You could have woke up today and been like, I don't want to talk to anyone. See, and I, I do get nervous about this kind of stuff, about just these kind of, I, that's the other part of why I haven't really done the, uh, like, Zoom open mics, is it makes me nervous. But uh, More nervous than doing I think that's also why. Like, huh? More nervous than in person? Mm, maybe. Yeah, a different way, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really get, I mean, I get nervous in comedy when there's, when there's a big show. It just depends on the show, on the level of my nerves, how important it is to me. Yeah. I get nervous at, like, mics and stuff, though. Like, I'm always... Yeah, I think I remember you saying. Um, it just yeah, it depends on the day. There are some days when I feel I just don't feel very confident. Uh, I don't feel funny. Um, and I used to stay home, but you know I imploded my entire life to come out here. So I'm like, you have to go to the mics because this is what you're doing. Um, this is. Mm -hmm you've made this your singular focus in life and it's all you have. So you can't mm -hmm. fuck it off. Um, and then most of the time it ends up being okay. Um, when I'm up there, I do fine. And then I leave. I just don't hang out with everybody afterwards. I'm like, I got, I'm tired. I got to go home. Because <laughs> and yeah. I always feel like hell to stay. Yeah. I always feel like I have to stay, you know, but no, I'll leave. Um, yeah, I should. not if I'm on a show, but I'll leave unless I have to get to another show, but I'll leave at Mike's. I'll stay a little bit, but I'll leave. Um, yeah, you stay for a couple people and then you're like, All right, I gotta go. Yeah, because I need to get home and take off my pants and stuff through to my face and watch TV. But I'm so sick of doing all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I never thought but I'd also, the other thing is like. Oh, yeah, get sick of, like, just hanging out and smoking weed. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. It's like, this is my, this is my fun thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's certain people who, like, I feel like they like the social aspect. And for them, like, that's fine. But, like, for me, yeah, that's not what I, I mean, I like being friends with people and having conversations, but that's not what I'm. Yeah, no, it really it depends you, on the day. It depends on the mic. It depends on who's there. Um, mm -hmm. The it's a definitely can be a bonus for me, but it is not something that drives me to a certain mic. Like I'm not going to a mic because that's where. Well, okay, that's not true. Lion's Lair. I used to go to, even though it always I was always terrible by the time I got up because I was way too high or drunk or whatever, and it was. I was never, I never really did well on stage, but uh, that's an experience you yeah. have too. You need to, you need to have that on those moments on stage where you're not, where things aren't hitting and you need to get comfortable with that because it happens and you have to push through it. So 
Um, it serves a purpose, and it used to be when I started, Lion's Lair was even more brutal than it is now. Like, really? They intentionally Jeez. did not laugh at you. That was their goal was to stare at you. But you would crack the, you would make them crack, and that was worth everything just to get if you got some of the comics to smile, um, much less laugh out loud. Yeah. But. Hmm. But it served an important purpose. Comedians need to feel that. They need to feel it. They need to know what it feels like to just be up there and have crickets for five fucking minutes and get comfortable in that. Uh, yeah, and I think that's a. That, I think that's one of the reasons I didn't go there. It's because yeah. it scared me. It was like I didn't want. That. I went there one time and it was painful, and I was like, I don't want to come back here. Yeah, but when you I know? moved here, hanging out during the mic and I didn't have a day job and I what was I gonna do I was living in my SUV. So I would just mm. get like two, three mics on Monday and then I'd finish off with Lions Lair and hang out with my friends and get high and, and go up and just fuck off for five minutes and, and um go back outside and have more fun with my friends because it was summertime, the weather was nice and um but then when I got a day job I was like I'm not going to stay up till one o'clock in the morning just to hang out with people and then be tired Tuesday. And, you know, yeah. So Lion's Lair was the first to go. So. Well, and that's the other thing is because it goes to like what one in the morning or later, like. Yeah. Till the bar closes or they're done with the list, whichever happens first. Yeah. And so like for me, yeah, especially like being a person that rides the bus. Yeah. Like, and I that's the other thing. Yeah, when I didn't have a car, I couldn't yeah. do it. You'll yeah, stuff it. like that. It's like, no. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to. I don't want to go there till two in the morning, eat a bag of dicks, and then have to wait till six in the morning to get home. That's stupid. You know, no reason for that. That would be different. It's not worth it to hang. No, out that'd be different. I mean, you're not even into hanging out with the people, so. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I like. No, I understand what you mean. There's a lot of people like that. But I, what I have is like, I have so many social credits, basically. Um, and then I need time away. And, and I can be with like a significant other. I don't have to be all alone. But I need time outside of the world. Um, I don't really like to have a lot of people over at my house. I like, you know, my home is my sanctuary away from other humans. And so I have to reach yeah. out, yeah. Um, which has made dating really hard because like when you're first dating somebody, it does take social credits because you're not able to just relax and be yourself. So for, for mm. with your spending, especially I had a day job and then I was going to mics and shows and then what, try to date somebody on the, what, two nights a week that I don't go to comedy uh, and spend those yeah. two nights just trying to, not be weird i can't it's too much i need to just be alone right. and be as disgusting yeah. and as weird as i want and not have to think about everything i say and every action i have yeah <laughs> i get that so plus it's like i'm not gonna go on a date and miss a mic or miss just going and watching a show even for just anybody so it's really hard for me to go on dates because I the whole if it's not going well I'm first of all my bar is higher because I'm like 
I have better things I could be doing than hanging out with this person. So if they're not engaging, if they're not interesting to me, if we're not having good conversation or whatever, and we're just talking about the fucking weather, I, I don't need that. I'll go home and be alone. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, no, I'm just wasting a night that I could have been. Especially if it's like your one night off. Yeah. You're like, I could have been sitting around with my pants off watching TV. Yeah. I could be real stoned at home with my pants off eating Oreos, watching Mad Men for the sixth time right now. You know, or I could be, I could be at a mic or I could have been at this show hanging out with these people. You know, there's always something I could be doing than hanging out with somebody that's uninteresting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I have so many interesting people that are my friends to hang out with or talk to. Um, yeah, so comedy has really risen, has raised the bar on which needed to be raised desperately. Yeah. For my dating. Well, then there's that thing too, where like I'll see people like trying to be funny and it's just like, we're surrounded by funny people so often that you see somebody like, that's not really funny being funny. And you're like, women do that too. Um, yeah, I think so. Men, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm talking more generally. Oh yeah, well, men find out you're a comedian as a woman, and they um, immediately try to be funny, and they're not. I got a joke for you. And then, or they say they've always thought about doing comedy, and they talk to you about who mm. your favorite comedians are and stuff, and then it never goes anywhere else. It's like the only thing they have to talk to you about. Um, yeah, and and then you just kind of get sick of talk like i had a note in my phone that answered those the questions so i could just copy and paste it when they asked because they would ask who are your favorite comments and um oh yeah and stuff like that if they tell me to tell them a joke i would immediately unmatch yeah fuck that. You, you are the joke buddy and i would unmatch um yeah so it's hard, man. But it's weird. It's weird how many people say, "Like, tell me a joke," because you would never do that with any other like job or anything. No. So weird. It's the stupidest thing ever. I fucking hate it so much. Yeah. And I hate when people. I, I hate when people say like, "They're like, oh, you can, you can use this," and then they tell you a story or a joke like. It's like fuck you. I hate that so much. And you have to kind of stand there, like, mm, 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 you know, pretending that you don't hate them. Or there's somebody at the show. Like if they're my friend, I'll shut them down. I've shut my friends yeah. down saying stupid shit like that in my family. But yeah, if you're after a show and they're telling you a, they're trying to give you a fucking punchline or something, or yeah, you have to just be like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Fucking idiot. Um, and it's always something like, that's what she said. Like, what if yeah. you said that's what she said? It's like, no, I'm not going to do that, you asshole. Yeah. So, like, were you going to be on my one of my newbie showcases? I feel like you were. Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe you're on my list that I wrote down. Um, yeah. I was going to do a newbie Are you show. talking about... What? Yeah, I think you did talk to me about this. Yeah, so. you're gonna you were gonna headline because you had not headline, and I was like, "Can you do 30?" And yeah, sometime in June. Yeah, that was the whole point of the newbie show 
was to give those opportunities to people to stretch their legs or give them their first show. Or I really like giving comedians their first money. They get so excited. Oh, that is nice. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm a comedian now. I made five dollars. Yeah, it's you know? official. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a good feeling. I remember having a feeling. I love giving the feeling um, to people that deserve it. So, I mean, because somebody has to give them those opportunities to prove themselves. Yeah. Or how do you better prove yourself? So, and I love new comedians and stuff. Um, but I did it in Kansas, like, it was like April 29th or some shit, right before I moved away. Because I, I needed to pay May rent. Because um, I still needed to keep the house for mm -hmm. one month. And so my kid graduated high school and shit. And so uh, I was like, I booked it at a bar that I knew gave me a hundred dollars. And then we did like a tip thing. And I put all these brand new comedians that had barely been doing comedy very long on there. Gave them all like five minutes because I knew they would bring people because they're new. Oh, for sure. And they hadn't wore their friends out yet. And it worked beautifully. Yeah. Um, I gave them, some of them wouldn't even take the tips. They were like, no, you keep it. And I paid the headliner guy and I paid me. And, um, you know, I paid them some money, but then I walked out with like $170 and I paid my rent. And um, oh. that was not the goal for the newbie showcase here. But one of the kids that was doing, was in the showcase, he's like 21 or 22. Um, he'd gone up, he'd done maybe four mics in his life six tops um oh wow and then my show so he'd done a total of 35 minutes of stage time and um he like afterwards we were at the comedy club um at the open mic at the comedy club and he comes up to me and he says um because i was we i kept the group chat going and we give was giving them advice and stuff after i moved away because i i gave up one of my mics you know, I gave one of my mics to one of them. And so we were still communicating about stuff in, in this group chat that was the movie's group chat. And he was like, yeah, we should keep that group chat going. And if you ever need any help with a joke, like maybe where to add an extra fuck or something, you know, you can put it in there and we'll, we'll help you out. <laughs> and I was, I looked at my friend that was sitting next to me because I didn't want to be mean to this kid and like crush his dreams or anything. You know what I mean? But I, yeah. I looked at my friend like, you hear what this motherfucker? said to me and she started laughing and uh i was like look look kid i don't want to sound harsh but why well i was like first of all no joke was ever made better by adding another fuck uh, <laughs> yeah. uh like that's not like that's a that would be like a very rare rare thing where it's like i don't know another fuck in there that really gets it you know what I mean? and uh right you're usually trying to go the other way and uh, you want to sprinkle them in, you know? And then, um, and I was just like, I don't want to sound really mean, but I can't think of a nicer way to say this, but why would I want your advice on my comedy? And he was just like, I was like, and he just looked at me. I was like, you've done a total of 30 minutes of stage time and you've been on one show because I put you on it why would I want your advice for comedy? If I was going to get advice on my jokes, I would get it from people that have been doing it as long or longer than me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he's like, well, you know, I am funny. And he like walked off. Oh, geez. But yeah, I was like, you're, first of all, you're a kid. I'm fucking, 
add an extra fuck in there or something. I don't like yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't really like advice, unsolicited advice on my comedy. Like if there's a workshop situation, I always I'm like either if I go, I'm like, just so y'all know, I don't want your advice. I'm just doing my time. <laughs> don't tell yeah. me shit. If I want it, I'll ask. Nancy Norton gave me some advice at the Presidential Comedy Festival. I took I was mm -hmm. like, and she was like, Is it okay if I give you some advice? Like she had written down notes about everybody. And I was like, fuck yeah, Nancy Norton. You yeah. help me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, but it's Nancy Norton for yeah. sure. Nathan Lund gave me some really good advice about a joke that I felt was super solid that I've been telling for three years because he was the guest person at, at Comedy Works. And it made sense. He said I was saying cougar too much and that it was making it hacky and that I could say the same thing and talk about dating younger people without labeling it cougar or just say cougar once or twice or something. But and then I realized I said cougar seven times in two minutes. Oh, wow. Six times, six times in two minutes. And I was like, that's too many times. And I went over by 12 seconds, which was as many times. Which was, I said cougar for 12 seconds of my two minutes, two tw minutes and 12 seconds. So, right. So if you just cut out the extra cougars and you would have been perfectly on time. Perfectly on time. And it yeah. wasn't necessary to say it to make the joke funny. Plus, it makes it yeah. like everybody, it, it's done. You know, that, that whole concept. You can talk about your experience dating younger people, but the whole labeling yourself a cougar and all that, it's hacked and it's done. And I was just like, right. it is. You know, and I wasn't upset. People get upset when, but it's Nathan Lund. If I'm going to take somebody's fucking advice, I'm going to take Nathan Lund's yeah. advice. Yeah, if they take his advice. But then it's those people that have been doing it for a couple of months and you're like what? yeah i my jokes are so fucking personal there are stories from my life so it's nobody else mm -hmm. can really write them for me unless they know me really well um because there's people that suggest right. punchlines that aren't true and i'm just like that's not what happened and they're like well you have you know that doesn't matter i was like yes it does um <laughs> It matters yeah. to me. It's my yeah. it's my process. It's my life, and uh, it needs to be right. truthful for me to tell it. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I have a couple jokes that are not true or not fully true, but I don't like it. But. Your dad didn't try to fuck you or whatever. Um, <laughs> that was not true, but most of them are. That was the thing is if you. Start what? That was like a running theme on that other podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a lot of dad fucking. Um, but like, that's the thing is, if you lie, like, if you just lie about everything, then I guess the point will like, do what? No, I think it takes some of it away. You know, I've seen people who will say like, "I did this crazy thing," and it's like, oh, you didn't. like, yeah. If I am gonna lie, it needs to be so fucking outrageous that they know it's not true. You know, just something. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Just something real ridiculous. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's just my, I mean, that doesn't mean everybody else is wrong for lying if it works for you. I know comedians that have complete 30 minutes set about children they don't have. Really? Yeah. Cause they that's wanted, weird to me. Well, they wanted some clean material. They have nieces and nephews and they just, you know. 
kind of wrote from their siblings experience of having a child and um so because it's real kid material is great half my solid material i have like 15 minutes of kid material um it's not clean yeah. though because i'm talking about my kid looking at porn and kissing into bottles and stuff and taking pictures of his dick but um yeah kids are right. old. kids are a comedy gold mine <laughs> you know like yeah because everyone can relate to it <laughs> yeah I did my kid material in front of a crowd that was like 20 somethings and it did not I mean it was funny but it didn't really hit yeah yeah they're not necessarily like the perfect audience for that no because most of them still work it so but yeah as with most of these podcasts I need to go pee but we've been talking. Yeah, I also need to. Yeah, that's how I end up. Now we've been talking like two and a half hours. I can talk. I'll tell you what. I've done <laughs> three of these in a day while depressed. Oh, wow. There were days like I didn't want to talk to anybody, but I already scheduled them. I couldn't. Re I did reschedule a couple in which talk, but I was just way too depressed because they were for art of comedy, and I like got to edit them, and I wanted to be about certain yeah. things for the nonprofit. And I didn't want to be like, Eeyore, everything sucks. And so right. I had to reschedule, but uh, I just told him I didn't feel good, which is true. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It is true. I don't feel good. But um, anyway, it was really good talking to you. And I hope, you know, yeah. obviously do what's best for you. But I really hope you don't have to leave Denver because I think that I was, I'm really excited to see what you do here. I think you were just starting to get like, just starting to really get rolling. Yeah. Like, yeah. You start to get booked and people, if I say your name, if I say your name, most people know who you are in the scene and they all think you're super funny and say good things about you. So you, just so you know that. Um, That's nice. But yeah, so I, I really hope you stick around so we can, because we're kind of in almost the same comedy class, pretty much. Yeah. 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 We're both juniors, and you're going to leave school, and I thought we were going to, like, graduate together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, maybe I'll stay. I got to see. I got to look around. Uh, yeah, so. I know. Everything's fucked right now. Yeah, no, it's so weird. It's weird. I don't even know if it's legal to move to New York right now. I don't even know if that's yeah no. that works. everything's fucking weird but i actually if you're gonna leave denver please go to a bigger city so i can come stay on your floor oh yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah yeah. i definitely do encourage my friends if they're gonna move away from denver to move to new york or you know seattle portland austin yeah austin would be good i don't really have a good place to stay in austin um yeah. I've never been to Austin, but I heard good stuff. Yeah. Heard it's nice. I couldn't do the summers there, no matter how good the scene is. <laughs> I'd kill people. Oh, okay. so hot, yeah. I hope I get to see you in person again. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm sure we'll hang out. It's never going to happen. But, <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having being here, having me. No, you know what I'm saying. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Goodbye.